What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk. It's the show where Josh is right and it doesn't even fucking matter. This is your... <laughs> Get it? That's a playoff of whose line is it anyway. Yeah, I got it. I and got it. bringing it back to last week when I was right! You still about- never let me go. You guys, you, you, you know, for the next 10 fucking years when we're playing Infinite, Josh is like, I was right on the release date! <laughs> That was a solid representation of how I act. That was like, that, that was perfect. Holy shit. It's like we, we hang out too much. That was, that was spot on me right there. Uh, yo, before we get into anything, let's start this off properly. Mia, thank you so much for the three month resub. You get a woo. And also thank you to fat boy slim. What a great name, by the way. And Haas. For the follows, thank you guys very much. Greatly appreciated. Welcome to the live show and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 199. One away, Will. Well, yeah. One away. For the week of September 5th, 2021, my name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man in the Halo Infinite t shirt. You got, you got a graph ham on. I do. I got a Halo t-shirt. Yeah. 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 I got one of their summer line tees. You got one of their infinite line tees. Rocking it. Are you wearing the Dr. Lupo sweats right now? I am. The man in the Dr. Lupo sweats. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Labor Day weekend? Doing fine. Doing fine. How about yourself? I can't really complain. You know, it's uh, Labor Day. And uh, shout out to all the people working, you know, uh, not just today, obviously, but like just in general, shout out to everybody who's keep, who's keeping strong throughout the bullshit that's going on in this world. And uh, if you do have today off, I hope you enjoyed it. If you don't have today off, Hey, I, I mean, I, I feel for you. I do. Um, and obviously I, I wish you the best. That's, that's what I'll say. Um, Mia says, now I'm going to have to get into the new battlefield to distract myself from the grief of this halo weight. I hear you. We've been, we've been on a destiny kick again is what it feels like. Yeah. You, you've been playing a lot of stuff, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, voodoo. What's up? Martin Holmes. How you doing? Welcome back to the live show. Welcome everybody to the live show. Um, he says, damn that t-shirt halo swag, you know, it feels nice. They make some they make some quality shit over on the Halo Gear website. They do. I think they I think they have collaborations with MetaThreads, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the the company with them. But no, really, really nice stuff. It's good shit. Josh, you want to let the people know what's coming up on this episode? I do. That is. Thank you, thank you, Will, for leading right in there. So we have yeah. a very special announcement for our 200th episode. Will, I didn't even include this in the show notes because I didn't want people, aka Martin, to look ahead. Um, why do I feel like Martin knows? I bet Martin does. Martin probably but, knows. uh, here's my question. When do you want to include it in the show? Because I didn't put it you in know, the show notes. I didn't, I didn't really think about it ahead of time. I was even like, I wasn't even thinking about announcing it today. <clears throat> really? I, I was like thinking of like, yeah. Well, was, the reason why is because I want to give, uh, Martin says you did include it on the show notes, Kappa. Oh, fuck you. I was about I was about to like scrub through. I'm like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever whenever you feel like it. Okay. Maybe towards the end. Keep people guessing. Yeah. 
You know what I wanted to do? I thought about this like uh, right before you guys came over. Uh, my thought was in the on this episode section of the show notes, I was going to have the first letter, like each line, the first letter uh, going down, explain what it is. I got And you. see if anybody got it. For the record, I did not do that. So, I mean, Everyone it's just an down. amalgamation of letters right now. It doesn't mean anything, but. Well, you, you almost could have made it work. I, yeah, if I tried hard enough, I could have, but I didn't. So. You're only missing one letter. Oh, Martin says 200th episode. Yeah, you did. Remove it now if you want to keep it a surprise. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> did you remove it? Did you remove 200th episode? Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I did include it. I'm an idiot. Well, I guess the cat's out the bag. Well, Should wait. we just say what no, it is? We're waiting now. You go Do to the it. bottom and delete it then. Martin was right. Go to the end. It was in there. Fuck. God damn it, Josh. Oh, my God. I ruined it for myself. Fucked up. <laughs> I'm not fucked up, guys. It's okay. Only the only, only, only Martin knows. <laughs> Told you Martin knows. He does. He knows everything. Martin literally knows everything. It's just him. Oh, we're such a shit show today. I bet he knew that Botas was going to go to Alfa Romeo before anybody else did. I bet he just knew. He's got that. He's got insider information I wherever bet, he wants it. I bet he contacted Valtteri and he's like, "Hey, hey where are you going? Where you, you know, you're going, Alpha, right?" And Val, Valtteri was like, "What the fuck? Why the fuck would I go there?" And he's like, "No, you're going there." He told Valtteri that Valtteri's going to Alpha Romeo. That's how in it he was. You know that comes out. Yeah, you you, have to, you clean it that way. Yep. Yeah. Did. Did you not know that that comes out? Oh, I did. That's okay. True. This episode's fucking weird right <laughs> off the bat, isn't it? Yeti water bottles are great. Not a sponsorship. They they really are great. They really are great. Um, dude, I have a complaint though. It, and this, I mean, we're not, like I said, we're not even sponsored. Uh, I hate how sometimes it's really difficult to get the top off. Yeah. Regardless of the lid that you Generally, have, like, some of them are a pain in the ass. Yep. Can so, agree. right. So, hey, Yeti, I know you're not listening to this, but if you do, uh, fix your shit. That'd be cool. You know, it's, it's, it's like the, it, it's good. Cause it keeps your drinking, but yeah, you know, it, Yeti, it keeps your drinking. <laughs> See, that could be a plan because it keeps you drinking you're drinking as well. And you're drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, sometimes this, just, this is impossible. Yeah. Oh, this one's a pain in the fucking ass. Like you have to lodge your finger in here and yeah. then try to get it in. It sucks. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> here we are on a tangent about Yeti. Someone shit. please uh, clip Josh out of context. You have to get your finger in. You put your finger in and then try to get it in. Yeah. Just it's. Oh, you have to push that shit. Uh, yo, Eric with the gifted sub to Voodoo Man Martin Ohms. Hey. With the, that's a total of six gifted subs in the channel. Thank you so much, Eric. You also get a. Woo! There it is. Voodoo welcome on Eric's dime. Hell yeah. Gift for shit show and Josh saying sometimes it's hard to get the top off. <laughs> I, that's great. I love how we're already we're doing yeah. so well on episode 199. We haven't even gotten to the first segment. We, we haven't, haven't even gotten to like, the pre-segment. We haven't. So on this episode, like Will mentioned earlier, uh, we have a very special announcement for the 200th episode of the show, which I spoiled at the very end of the show notes, but it's not there anymore, so... If you knew, you knew, and if you don't, then you will later. So there's that. Me, my fuck up. Uh, Hutch stirs the pot, which I loved. 
I loved this. Uh, Snipe Down gives story time, which I thought was pretty funny. The HCS divides the community further, but this time with lists. More infinite rosters are formed. We have tournament recaps, which we'll we'll go through later on in the show. We have an infinite technical deep dive and video games to round the show out as usual. But without further ado, Will, let's get into some competitive news. Hutch sums it up. This is by Hutch, and I loved this, and I just want to repeat what he said on Twitter, and I quote. Get it? Because that's what he typed. That's what he typed. Taps, mics, clear throat. Actually, skill-based matchmaking is a good thing, and the people who hate it the most are mostly content creators looking for easy gameplays. Runs away. (laughs) When people say, I just want a playlist where I can chill with my friends and not sweat, what they're actually saying is, I want a playlist where my friends and I can mercilessly and brutally shit on terrible players for hours on end. That is 100% what they mean. Yeah. So for those who don't know who Hutch is, uh, Hutch is a longtime member in the uh, video game Call of Duty community, streaming community, Machinima, uh, that company. He was part of Machinima Respawn um, with uh, Stark and uh, C-Nanners. So, like, Hutch has been around for a very, very long time. He's an old, He's an old soul in the scene. And hearing him say that, him come out of the woodwork, I mean, not necessarily out of the woodwork because he streams and he makes content and everything, but him coming on Twitter to say that was awesome. And the replies are even better because the best part about Hutch is that he just doesn't give a fuck. So he'll take those replies, he'll quote tweet them and tell them exactly why they're wrong. And I love it. So Hutch, thank you. Thank you for doing that because I completely agree. Um, next news story that we have. Snipedown tells a story. This is by Snipedown on Twitter, and I quote, Fun fact, I was supposed to go to my first ever Halo 2 event with Shook, Gunshot, and Killen and got dropped last minute for I Got Your Pistola. Next Halo 2 event I was supposed to go to, my ride called me on the day of the tournament and said there was no room in the car, so no Halo 2 for me. Also, after my ride no-showed, the entire Halo 2 community thought I was a flake and only an online warrior forever, until Halo 3, that is. Oh, and Mason Cobb, neighbor, removed me from his friends list like an asshole as soon as he got home. My 15-year-old self was devastated. So I thought that was a really fun story. So thank you, Eric, for sharing that one with the community. I thought that was fantastic. Next news story, Halo South Africa, they have a rebrand. This is by Halo South Africa. You can check out the tweet in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show and check that out. It looks pretty slick. Are you are you finding some of the replies to that Hutch yeah. tweet? Aren't yeah. they phenomenal? It's great. Oh, yeah. People are just fucking stupid. Uh, next news story, SWAT Nation tournament announces by SWAT Nation. It's called Fall Bloom. Deadline is September 23rd at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the date of September 25th. At 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the format is a 4v4 MCC Halo Reach SWAT tournament. Get it? Bloom. Not just because of Reach, but because Fall. All that shit, you know. Brackets a double elimination. $500 prize pool associated with that bad boy as well. That's, nice. not, the, that's not the only tournament announcement, Will. Yeah. Penn Halo also has a tournament announcement. It's a 4v4 Halo 3 draft tournament. It's to benefit gamers outreach. We love them. Uh, $500 plus prize pool. And today only, I think it's still today, like when we're recording this, uh, it's a $10 entry instead of a $15 entry. So 
there's that. And it's a $20 entry fee after the 20th of September. Registration closes on October 7th. The draft announcement is on October 8th, with the tournament happening on October 9th. So get fucking amped, because that shit's happening. Next up, we have an announcement by Why Not Be Reckless. Tony, we did an interview with him. You can go check that out. This is by Why Not Be Reckless. He states, breaking news. Halo free agent, team of two, team of three, and team of four list. But not just any list. We'll be making specialized content around this, including videos, invitational tournaments, and more. There might be some funding going out to names cherry-picked from the list. Likes and retweets are appreciated. Well, Tony... Here is our like and retweet in terms of the show. And, uh, yeah. Fucking, uh, I, I hate myself for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Cool beans. Because it's the one thing that popped in my head, and I don't even know why. But, Tony, that's awesome. Looking forward to the list. Will, HDS crowdfunding coming back? This is by Tashi and Common. Tashi put out a tweet. Well, the HCS put out a tweet that says, when you realize in-game content for the for all HCS partner teams will be available on day one in Halo Infinite. And then Common replied with, yeah, but what about crowdfunding? Tashi replied with, but wait, there's more in gift form. There you go. I always thought that was a really cool thing they did with Halo 5, so really hoping they continue that, especially with the team packs. Mm-hmm. And finally... The this is what I meant when the the HCS divides the community further well, this, list. this time with lists. So the top 25 greatest players of all time, this is by the HCS. Halo Combat Evolved launched on the original Xbox in 2001. And once players were finished fighting against the Flood and the Covenant, they quickly turned their crosshairs against each other for pure competitive bliss. What started as rivalry in the household quickly escalated to the neighborhood, local schools, and in what seemed like a blink of an eye, Halo Esports became a global phenomenon with the level of competition and stakes increasing year after year. We see Halo Infinite as a continuation of Halo Esports' long lineage, and thus wanted to take a moment to recognize and celebrate the incredible players that paved the way and those that are still dominating today. This is where the Halo Top 25 Greatest Players of All Time list comes in. Judging. A panel of judges outside of the HCS team and across all Halo generations were selected and tasked with creating their own individual top 25 lists. They are Bravo, former Halo Pro, coach, and commentator. Elamite, former Halo Pro, and commentator. I'm pretty sure he was... Didn't he coach for a very short time as well? Well, I know his brother coached him for a brief stint, which was kind of funny, but I, I digress. Yeah. Golden Boy, Halo commentator, also a global icon, a national treasure. I like how they included that in there. That's good. Beautiful. Clutch, former Halo Pro and commentator. Walshy, former Halo Pro and commentator. Goofy, former Halo Pro and commentator. Mickwin, former Halo Pro. Gaskin, Halo commentator. And Hines, former Halo Pro. And behind the scenes extraordinaire. There you go. Put but you like in Clutch in here because he's always told it like it is, you know? Yes, absolutely. Especially on the desk, which is phenomenal. I do wish... I do wish there was more outside-looking-in names on the judging panel, though, too. Because sure. it's a lot of insiders that may all have very similar opinions that may not... You know what I mean? No, I agree. I yeah. can agree with that for sure. Yeah. 
Anyway. From there, we assigned a point value to each placing for each one of their lists. The 25th player on each of their lists received one point, and the first player on each of their lists received 25 points. We then tallied up the points for each of the players to create the final and official top 25 list. The player with the highest total point value was named the greatest Halo player of all time. The player with the 25th highest point value was named the 25th greatest Halo player of all time. Go fucking figure. In the case of the two players having the same exact point total, the tie was broken based on which of the tied players received the single highest ranking from one of the judges. For example, imagine two players were tied for 17th. Or in terms of Royal 2's list, Elamite being placed on it twice. <laughs> Player A's highest ranking on one of the judges' lists was 12th. Player B's highest ranking on one of the judges' lists was 13th. Therefore, player A received 17th on the list because, and player B received 18th on the list. The judges were given the following criteria and guidelines. Focus on greatness and competition. External greatness around sponsorships, popularity, kindness, etc. should not be a factor. Mm. While 4v4 is the main comp competition and focus, consideration for other accolades, including MVPs, individual tournament wins, and more can also be made. Where possible, you should take statistics into consideration as well as including things like kills, assists, average placement, winning streaks, event wins, and more. Other intangible considerations around reputation in the game, leadership, playmaking abilities, eye test, and more can also be made. Schedule. The players will be announced on the HTS Twitter account starting today, Monday, nine, uh, Monday the 6th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and for the week, for the first week, we'll be revealing three players a day, which will then leave us with the top 10. Along with the announcement, we'll be celebrating the player's success and sharing memories from their career. We encourage everyone to join the conversation online and share your favorite memories as well. In week two, starting on the 13th, we'll be releasing a video each day starting with number 10 and ending with number 6. Each of these videos will be solely dedicated to the player, and you'll hear from Halo legends across the ages as they talk about what makes each of these players so great. In week three, starting on Monday the 20th, we'll again be releasing a video dedicated to each player. On Thursday the 23rd, we'll open up a community poll so you can weigh in on who you think is the greatest player of all time. It's Ogre 2. Finally, on the last day, we'll reveal both number two and number one players on the list, and again, each with their dedicated video and time in the spotlight. Follow along. Determining the greatest Halo player of all time was no easy task, and we took the process and gravity of the list very seriously. We know that each of you have your, have your own opinion on each of the players on the list, we encourage you to share your thoughts with us on Twitter using the hashtag HaloTop25. Do you think a player should have been higher on the list? Maybe there's someone who didn't make the cut who you thought for sure should have made it. Join the conversation. We'll be revealing the players one by one on the official Halo Esports Twitter account, and to coincide with the Top 25 list, we also launched the official, uh, the official Halo Esports YouTube channel. We are very excited that Halo Esports will now have its own official home on YouTube. To start, the channel will feature videos from this campaign, and has, some, and has some historical footage to pursue as well. All the video content we'll create going forward, including full tournament VODs, will also be made available on the channel and accessible for fans to enjoy. Make sure you follow and subscribe so you're up to date with all the latest news and video content. The final points. Without revealing the names, we wanted to reveal the list and associated points so fans can see just how closely contested the list was. Halo pros both retired and current on this list are truly the greatest players of all time. So just running down from top to bottom, 219, 216, very close there. Then you have like a big drop off, 192, 186, 174, 171, 158, 
157, very close there. 149, 142, 129, 85. That's a drop off. 83, 82, 78, 72, 68, 64, 51, 41. Here's our tie, 39, 39. So don't know who, well. 45 and 6. <clears throat> 20. I, I did that totally backwards. What? I said I, went, I was going from 50 instead of 25. Oh. And then we have 35, 33, and 28. Yeah, yeah. So we know who the 28, 33, and 35 are. We're going to get to very shortly. But tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to know who the 239s were. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be exciting. Uh, Beth says, I thought that too. I know for sure Elamite coached Mantra when they won that Reach event, but seems like he also coached another team that Spartan was on in Halo 5. Liquid maybe? Yeah, I thought Elamite coached at some point in time. Definitely thought so. Um. All right, conclusion. At the core of this list, at the core of it all, this list is meant to recognize and celebrate the incredible achievements of these players over the course of their careers in Halo's history. For those that are retired, we say thank you on behalf of the entire Halo community for dazzling and inspiring us. For those that are still competing, thank you for the memories so far, and best of luck in Halo Infinite. And for all players that made the list in, 20, in 2021, congratulations. So Tashi stated, quick notes so you know what to expect. We'll have multiple posts going out next week to celebrate the players on the list. And then once we get to the top 10, they'll each get their own video. Okay. So we talked about that in the post. Adam, um, Apicella, I always get his last name wrong. I'm sorry, Adam from, uh, esports engine. He states, I wanted to include this because this, to me, it, we already knew how dominant when you look at everybody's list, right? A lot, a lot of people have it's like one, two, ogre, two, lethal, right? That those are the two that like everybody's contending over who's going to get one, two. Adam put a comment out here in terms of ogre, the ogres, and I wanted to include this. And he states, for reference on how good the ogres were at CE, most of our early events that had a hundreds of players. And there were no, there was no bloat. These were hardcore niche players before esports was a thing. Top to bottom crazy brackets. They would finish first in 4v4, 2v2, 1 and 2 in free for all and 1v1s. Now, Zios and Walshy would take over 1v1. Walshy was amazing at 1v1s all the way back to AGP days. But the twins would actually split up their 2v2 teams to play with others because it was, quote, too easy. They talked a lot of shit and still finish. P.S. This was before streaming was a thing. The only video archive was MLG pay-per-view VOD. There was no watching others and everyone got better. They literally invented how to play high-level Halo, especially 2v2. Walshy, Zios, Killer N, the Dream Team were all meta trailblazers. Last thing I'll say on the Ogres and their mythical status in Halo. In 2005, Boost Mobile was our sponsor, and in their booth, they had a foosball table. The Ogres ran that table for hours against a line of fans. Zero comms between the twins. I didn't see a goal scored against them. Halo CE was played quad split on two TVs via crossover cable due to lag on a router. Those early pros uh, played in a small corner of a 24-inch TV without headsets and watched all four screens at once along with timing every key moment in-game with the stopwatch. Insanity. 
Oh, and they kind of didn't stop winning past that too, just as a heads up for the people who are like, oh, it's just Halo 1. Nah, they kind of didn't stop winning, especially Ogre 2. So there's that. Um, See, I would genuinely, I would personally be incredibly surprised if Ogre 2 did not win number one. If Ogre 2 is not number one on the list, I'd be very surprised. Just because of the accolades that not just Halo 1, but Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo Reach, 4 is whatever. And then uh, at the beginning of 5, before he retired. So I would be very surprised. And then Lethal has been incredibly dominant as well, but I just think from a longevity standpoint, from every title, I got to give it to Ogre. But regardless, the list started. So not just community's list, because those were rampant, but instead the official top 25 list has begun. Number 25 is Ryanoob. This was a, this is like a dark horse entry here for me. I, I, I love him and I, I wasn't expecting him to be on the list to be completely honest. So seeing him on the list, I think is fantastic. And they state, Ryan has been competing on the professional level for over a decade, and it secured his first event win in Halo Reach. Ryan will continue his legacy in Halo Infinite, competing under the E-United banner. And then Clutch stated, When I think of Ryan I think of a player that could revolutionize the meta. The way he is able to shape a team and create space for his teammates is unmatched. It's these qualities that have allowed him to continue writing his legacy in the history of Halo. Next up, number 24. Oh, actually, first, Davey Wavy with the, what is that, 16-month? Right? Resub? Is it 16 or 18? I can't read. I think it's 16. It's 16? With a 16-month resub, one of our swords of Sanghelios. Thank you very much, Dave. Woo! And Beth says, my Amazon Alexa agrees on Ogre 2. Good. At least Alexa gets it, you know? But number 24 in the list of the 25 greatest Halo players of all time is Saiyan, but not the Halo 5 Saiyan, not Lucid. No, this is the original Saiyan. Coming in at 24, we have one of the original members of the final boss dynasty, Ryan Saiyan Danford. Saiyan's career spans from Halo CE to Halo 2, where he dominated the scene alongside Walshi and the Ogres. Before retiring in 2007, Ryan racked up 21 event wins with an incredible average placing of 2.9. From Bravo, Saiyan's reign during Halo CE and Halo 2 was a mix of incredible teamwork, ability to control power weapons, creative gameplay, and consistency. This recipe helped to jumpstart the STK, shoot to kill, 3D, and uh, final boss era, and he may never get the credit he truly deserves. Well, Hopefully this was a little bit of that credit there. And the last one for today, number 23, is fear itself. And they state, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Landing on our 23rd spot, we have the 2010 MLG national champion, Justin Fear Itself Cats. Justin entered the Halo scene in Halo 2 with Team 5K. He found his rhythm in Halo 3, winning, the tr- winning with triggers down in 2008 then ending the 2010 MLG season with a three-peat in national championship on final boss. And it's, it's, 
is just great. He has 27 top eight finishes. He has five land wins. He is a pro in two, three, reach, four, and two anniversary. Over $100,000 in total prize money won. Sane has 32 top eight finishes, 21 land wins in his very short career. Like, that's just fucking incredible. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Who do you think is number one on the list? Hey, H5 kid? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Seeing the judges, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Ogre too. Yeah, that's what I imagine. Um, Eric says, side note, sniper lag compensation on Halo 1 using Game Spy Tunnel with uh, DSL being the high-speed option is still more mind-blowing than anything I've seen in modern times. She fucking... Those were words. <laughs> As someone who never really... I don't know. I wasn't, I never really watched a lot of, it's like, like Adam said, the, in order to try to see old Halo one com- competition play, it's really, really difficult to do. And I didn't get in until H two. So, but no, I, I've heard it's one of those, it's one of those situations with saying where you hear a lot about the player you hear about, the just the gravitas that that player holds the it's kind of like a, a a mysticism to him a little bit you know the the legend that is the legend that was and yeah i hope he's doing well i just it's just a name that you hear and you're like that was the guy yeah um well that's it for the competitive news your upcoming turns of the week presented by Noobcombo.com. You can check you can uh, check out noobcombo.com for real Halo Esports needs, but uh no merch. Not yet at least. You can head on over to uh htsprotalk.com. You can click on the merch button to get our merch. Not noob combos. <clears throat> Maddie ain't got that shit yet. Hashtag no merch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sunday, September twelfth, the esports arena Halo 5 4 before. That'll be taking place, and that's that's, that's it. it. Wow. That's it for wow. upcoming turns of the week. Wow. <laughs> that's it for your upcoming turns of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo esports needs with hashtag no merch. Will. Yep. What do we got next? Roster Media. I got a little bit of news here. Roster Mania. We'll start off with Onvor's team. It's going to be Onvor, Manny, Septify, and Joey Hoey. There you go. There you go. Uh, the French Phenom SLG's team. SLG, Fragger, is it Nurix? And the uh, Chick? Works for me. Or is it just Chick? I don't know. You did I, way I, better at saying those than I did typing them. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. We also do have Alpha Dog Esports. This is going to be Vulcan, Vegas, Barricade, and... Uh, Hyatt Beef? You, there it is. Yep. And we have uh, Eli X's team. It's Eli X, Cloud, Boom, and Realized. 
Really fucking cool to see Cloud come back again. Think he's going to do well? I don't know. I, I obviously want him to. It's just, it's again, one of those names that he's been competing for fucking ever. It's, it's, it was my thought process when I, when flame sword said he was going to come back and compete in infinite. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah, let's go. Do we know what team he's on? No, not yet. Flame sword's back by the way, baby. He's back. I don't know if that's in the news or anything later. It might be. I thought we talked about it last week. Did we? Well, I, the, for the Inside HCS segment, I gather from the previous week's episodes. Oh, maybe. So it maybe. had to have been in a previous week's episode. Maybe. I we already talked about it. Come on. All right. There's so much shit that happens. It's hard to, it's, it's hard to keep track. I understand. All right. That does it for Roster Mania. Oh, thank you, Will. Our, uh, Tournament League recaps. Yes. We'll start off with the Europa Halo uh, Europa Showdown. Team Onset versus Team Gaskin results. Did I not include? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. And it looks like I missed it, but we already we know chose won. we chose Team Onset, right? We did choose Team Onset, we, but what we, happened there? We thought we thought, and we were wrong. <laughs> we were definitely <laughs> another wrong. prediction down the drains. It was uh, Team Gaskin taking home the win with uh, um, Jimbo, Jimbo leading the way. Next up, we have the Pen Halo one thousand dollar Halo three free for all. Results in fourth place, we had Fantasy taking home 100 bucks. Set, uh, third, we had Aperture taking home 200 bucks. Second, went to Ryan Noob taking home 300 bucks. And first, went to Porky J taking home $400. There it is. Halo Australia H3. I did it. You, di- you did it. Oh, man. H- H3. 4v4 draft tournament. In fourth place, we had Mental, Ninjastics, uh, Flex Reigns, and minx life like what is minx like yeah you got it minx like yeah, yeah you're good. in third place we had eclipse one happy blonde tosh in from in second taking home 160 dollars it was madzy Gr- <laughs> grundle pepper that's a good name i like that uh jackamo and barcode in first place taking home 220 dollars it's it's jelly bean junior or Junder, I think it's or Junder. However, you want to say that freaking name, M two and Bandit. Oh my God! When you said when you said H, it it made, it made me think you were watching too much of that uh, show match. <laughs> the Europa Halo sh- showdown. Maybe, maybe 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 I'm just slowly gonna gain a British accent over time. I mean, it, as long as you do it justice, that's I mean. All right. We're from Minnesota, for fuck's sake. Yeah, we yeah. butcher every type of accent. <laughs> Next up, SWAT Nation Flash. 3v3 swipers? Or is it supposed to be snipers? Not swipers. Swiper, swiper, no swiping. Results. <laughs> oh, in eighth place, we have NA, which is not available. Seventh was uh, Fever, King Umps, and It's Facts going 0-4. King Umps. Love that shit. Yeah. Uh, six plates. Plates, place it's plaz ice bar and sleepsters going one and four and fifth we have i respective saber tooth and pay the back tax going two and four <laughs> and fourth we had rambo rips naf burger and sniptanius going four and four uh in third place lola blue loving the lag and drip drip double going six and six Second place went to Fob, Smokey Dig, and Apollo 9 going 9 and 7. In first place, we had Shitty Plays, Nap Times, and Marine 
going 11 and 4. It's rigged. rigged. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely rigged. Come on, nap times. Jesus. Entering and winning your own tournaments, man. What the fuck, man? We get it. You're good at SWAT, but. We know. Really, though, we know. Uh, Eddie, no. I mean, congrats for still dominating. I was going to say, he's really good at SWAT. Next tournament, Blue Team Tournaments, Rainbow Road FFA Series. Halo 4 qualifier. In fourth place, we had uh, Faisal, third, Moosh World, second, Munoz, and first went to fucking King Nick again. Yep, King fucking Nick, ladies Get him out of there. He's already won everything. He literally, like, wins every fucking, like, tournament that they have. It's insane. So who moves on from this one? Is it Munoz and Moosh World then? Because King Nick's already in? Oh, no, they all, they, they, I think it's the top four, dude, no matter what. Okay. It's just if he wins the championship, he doesn't get the entry because he already has the entry. It just goes down the line. Oh, these are the qualifiers. Yeah, these are the qualifiers. So he's, well, why even money, right? Is yeah, it, money. money. It's 150 bucks. 150 bucks. Yeah. So like if Porky J competed in the next qualifier, gets top four, goes to the championship, and then it's King Nick and Porky J won two, it'd go to the three, four placings. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 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 All right. I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but Esports Arena is back. We did mention it last week. Yeah, I just don't remember anything. It's okay. Uh, Halo 5 again, of course. <laughs> it's a 4v4, if you didn't know. Of course. In fourth place, it's the Pittsburgh Knights. Tapping <laughs> Buttons, Drift, Atso, and uh, Gambino. Third, KCB, 100 bucks went to Drex, Soul Snipe, Tolik, and Super CC evades. Second, went to Business. Josh is laughing over here, making me laugh. Why? Thinking about 300 so bucks. It's Frosty, Septify, Bound, and Renegade. And first, went to Insert Team Name here, taking home $600. It's Penguin, Trippy, Pistola, and Boo Boo Doo Boo. I don't know why I thought it was so funny when you went, like, it, it, it's Halo 5 again, obviously. It's 4v4, obviously. And the fourth, it's Pittsburgh Knights. <laughs> Just. I just rolling. All right. Um, Good lord. All right. That's that's all I got. For oh, that. Thank you so much, Will. Yeah. Ready for the next one? Uh, what is up, Brian? Welcome back to the live show. Question: Should we do the announcement? No. Oh fuck! All right. Let's get into some regular news. <laughs> <laughs> you all right over there? It's, uh, should we do the announcement? No. Okay. They're not ready. Will's not ready for the announcement. They're yet, not so. ready. They're not ready? Nope. Chat, are you guys ready? Brian's like, going to tease me like that? Yeah, or just going to... I mean, Will, Will's the... We'll get there. We'll get there, all right? We got some news. Cannon fodder! You guys see what happened when Josh gives me G Fuel? Woo! Oh, man. <laughs> you want to tell the, the folks what flavor you're rocking? I don't remember. <laughs> The shiny, shiny. Oh fuck! I also uh, forgot. It's the blueberry lemonade. I'm rocking the uh, the clickbait. That's what the show is. It's clickbait. Shut up and DM me then. No. Um, cannon fodder by Grim Brother One. Odd one out. Oh. What? Oh, you. My Discord know, logged me out. You know, if you ha- do, you have your phone on you. Yeah, I do. You can just use that. It's super simple. It's great, actually. But, okay, you just... I don't have a password. Yes, Discord. I this am fucking man over here. Okay, maybe I don't know my password. Okay, so Season 8 for MCC is on the way. Flights are... The flighting is going on right now. Oh, looks like you weren't able to get in there, bud, huh? Okay, I had, uh, I, I had a 50-50 chance... 
Look at that. Now you're in. On my password. How fucking easy was that? Please continue. Thanks, Discord. Everybody give Discord a round of applause. Not being sold to Microsoft. Good shit. Let's go. Uh, season 8 for MCC is right around the corner. With it is coming some goofy fucking armor sets. And I mean that in the best way possible. And let me just reiterate this. Okay. Will, we're a, we're, we're a competitive show. Yeah. Primarily. Uh-huh. But the thing that I find hilarious, here's my soapbox or rant, if you will, okay. for the folks out there who continue to bitch and moan, oh, it's not, it doesn't look like Halo. I don't want this shit my game. Okay. Guess what? There's a toggle for you. You know why the toggle exists? Because people like you bitch so hard that they're like, ah, fuck them. And they put it in there. My words, not theirs. Okay. They're too nice to say that. So they put a toggle in for you. But then you had to take it a step further where you want individual toggles for things. What does that mean? Like they want, they want like individual toggles for specific items, like the armors instead of the weapon skins, instead of the vehicle skins, whatever. They want individual toggles for each thing instead of a one or nothing toggle, an all or nothing toggle. I mean, which it currently is. So, so they're they're going against their normal argument of it's not Halo by saying I want some of this. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh but, yeah. Because not- because now it's too far. Will now it's too far. We have a Spartan. Helmet in in a game with Spartan armor. Like an actual Spartan. Yes. Like, yes. Like Greece. This is Sparta. Yeah. Blah. Exactly. Yeah. We have that. We have a crow helmet. We have shit that looks like dragon stuff and yeah. whatnot. Listen. To the folks out there that are still bitching about this. Sincerely. And I mean this. In all sincerity. In all honesty. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jeez. Going hard. I'm I'm dumped out. Like, there's so many things you could be complaining about or providing genuine criticism of, but it's a fucking helmet or an armor piece in a years, years, years old game. Come on, man. I mean, if if just be happy they're working on the game stuff. Right. And then you have the people, but what about my Halo 2? Dave. Right, Dave notwithstanding. Dave gets it, though. Like Dave, Yeah, yeah, he does. He understands. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, Dave. come the fuck on, guys. Oh, it's so annoying. It's so annoying to open up Twitter and just be like, these motherfuckers, hey, it's not Halo anymore, man. You know what? This I saw a reply. Dave, this, seriously, it's not against you because when you talk I'm about joking, it, I'm you joking. get it. Yeah. When you talk about it, you understand. Like, yes, you would love for there to be Halo 2 customizations. Yes, we joke all the time about we want there to be a Halo 2 dedicated season. But we understand that maybe it's the code base that makes it really difficult to do. But, yeah. Um, The thing that I want to say is this. Where were all these people when... And I I saw somebody reply or put out a tweet or something that had to do with, where were all these people when Halo Reach had armor effects? 
And Halo 3 had the flaming helmet. It's just the power. The, it, the internet's grown, man. You know, that's it's all just, it is. It fucking blows my mind how dumb people are. I want a toggle for my toggle. You got what you got. Live with it. Jesus Christ. If you're that focused on a piece of armor, on an enemy that you're fighting, probably distanced, not right next to you, why does it bother you so much that it's in the fucking game? And plus, they're like super easy to see. Let your enemies have them, right? I just don't, I don't get it. Anyway, anyway. Also, Turf is coming back from Halo 2. It's called uh, Icebox. The map sucks, but that's besides the point. At least it's there. So, it'll probably look cool. Map is not my cup of tea. MCC development and flighting updates. The flight's live right now. If you got in, cool. If you didn't, I'm sorry. Like myself, I did not get in. But you know why, Will? Yeah, your stuff disappeared. Yeah, so PSA to anybody out there um, that listens to the show, watches the show, whatever it may be, uh, check your Halo Insider profile. You can help pause the show right now if you're not driving or anything and look at your insider profile right now. The reason I say that is because there is a possibility that your insider information got wiped out like mine did. 100%. I had to re-sign up all over again, including putting the DX Diag from my PC in there and everything. Dave says his did too. So please, PSA... Check your insider profile. A, sign up if you haven't already because duh. And B, check to see if your information got wiped out because it's being reported. Myself, Dave, others in the community have had their insider profiles wiped. Did you get in? Yeah, I did. There you go. Will got into the, to the flight. But yeah. So please check your insider profile. And if anybody from 343 listens to the show, I put out a tweet out there too. On your Halo support website, great website, by the way, uh, but there's not a, it doesn't appear to be a ticketing option for the Halo Waypoint website itself. So if there's a, if there is an avenue to support it, to submit a ticket via, from, or regarding, Jesus, the Halo Waypoint site itself, I'd love to know what that is so I can submit a ticket. Um, And if not, I hope it's being looked into because I can only imagine the outrage that will ensue if people don't get invited to the second infinite flight and they hadn't checked their insider profile and they go check and their shit gets wiped out. I can only imagine the backlash that'll surround that. Um, Brian says, add that to the site or complaints go straight to Twitter. That's, I mean, that's why I posted on Twitter is because I didn't see anything. And I even put in my tweet like, Hey, not seeing official avenue for this on the Halo support site. Wanted to submit a ticket. I can't, but here's my issue that I'm having. Others are reporting it too. So like I said, hopefully something gets looked into. But again, PSA, check your insider profile on Waypoint. If you are not signed up already, sign up. Yeah, it takes it 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 takes longer than what they assume it is. But sign up. It doesn't take that long. Make sure you're registered. You can potentially get into the next infinite flight or, or subsequent flights that happen or check to see if your shit got wiped out like ours did. Just do it. Just do it. So there's that. Uh, technical preview outcomes by 343 Industries. This is the big one. Um, so, Will, I'm sorry in advance. Should I go to the bathroom now or like? 
If you need to, I'd say you go know, now. Yeah, well, I think I might take a little break, guys. I see. Go, t- go, go to, go take a pee. Go take a little pee. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what have we become? We've become craziness. That's what we've become. So I wanted to include this, uh, and basically in its entirety, because. One of the biggest things that we've talked about on the show is the amount of transparency that 343 has been giving um, in terms of Halo Infinite, in terms of MCC. Uh, So I thought it'd be a great idea to include this article to really showcase what they're doing for the community and providing, uh, basically providing insight into the feedback that we gave them, we as the community gave them during the first technical preview for for Halo Infinite. So without further ado, let's do it. Welcome back, Halo Insiders. Now that the team has had a chance to process the feedback we received during last month's Halo Infinite multiplayer technical preview, that's a mouthful, it's time to unpack it all with the community. In this blog, we're going to be taking a closer look at the overall key areas of feedback or themes we received from the tech preview along with the perspectives or outcomes from many of the teams working on the game. While this list may not be 100% exhaustive with every single piece of player feedback, It does represent the most common trending topics we observe via forum posts, social media, video content, and official insider surveys. Our goal is to provide transparent follow-up to share the team's response and perspective so players understand what to expect. While some of these feedback topics do have implications involving actual bugs, it's not the intent of this blog to address issues reported via the Halo Insider Support site. Overall, Most of the more common and egregious bugs reported during the technical preview either already were or most have since been addressed, and we're excited to see many of these improvements roll out in our next public preview. In particular, we know that there were a few pain points regarding Halo Waypoint messages in the Xbox Insider app on console at the start, and teams have been working on improving these areas before our next flight. In general, we have three possible outcomes for a given piece of feedback. The item has already been addressed, The item would be investigated and addressed later as possible, or the item in question is behaving as intended and no change is warranted. As you read below, the vast majority of outcomes for the the tech preview feedback falls into one of the first two categories with really only one or two items falling into the bucket of working as intended. This means that overall, the team's goals and ambitions largely align with those of our players in terms of areas we'd like to see improved or expanded. So for accessibility, the two positives were the friend and fro outlines and full controller and keyboard and mouse remapping. The feedback included desire for an auto sprint option. Call of Duty has this, if I'm not mistaken. Apex might have this too. Well, you have to put your weapon away to sprint in Apex. Right, but but it's... You don't have to click anything though. Right. You're just running. You're always running as okay. fast as you can. And I think there's an option in COD that allows you to enable auto sprint. Yes. You don't have to click anything. Yep. So I, I like that area of feedback, especially but, considering how slow sprint feels in this. Yeah. But then there's like, there's something to be said to, for needing to navigate an area with your weapon up. And if you're just trying to like push a little bit forward and all of a sudden you sprint a little bit. Oh, sure. You know? Sure. I can understand that completely, but uh, what what I experienced during the preview when we talked about this during our thoughts mm-hmm. uh, is that you, I don't know if this was just in the preview and if this is going to change when the full game releases, but if you pull the trigger yeah, while you, sprinting, you immediately start shooting. Yeah, like it's immediate. 
It's not like a pull the gun up, get ready, and then start shooting. It's boom, you're there. Do you think there should be a delay? Considering how much slower sprint is, I did not think it hindered gameplay for you to just do it right away. It didn't impact it enough to me. Okay. And that's one of the reasons why I think having an auto sprint option isn't necessarily a bad thing yeah, considering if, how, if that stays the same. Right. And then another area of feedback was design desire to alter the colors of the damage system, color and mark system. So the accessibility team response, um, I want, I just want to talk about the feedback. We're really excited to involve our community in working on improving accessibility. Two pieces of feedback we saw from the flight were to add a auto sprint option so that players don't have to hold the thumbstick forward, which can be difficult and even painful while sprinting longer distances. The other feedback item we have uh, was to have the colors of the damage system color and marks from the mark system have their own color options and settings similar, similar to the friend or foe colors. We agree and we love those suggestions. And although we won't be able to get them in for a launch, we're already tracking them for future accessibility editions post-launch. Post cool. Now, I want... This is nothing against 343, okay? And I'm not saying that because we're shills for them or some shit. I'm just legitimately saying this. I want everybody to pay attention to what I just said in the blog. We agree and we love these suggestions, and although we won't be able to get to them for launch... We're already tracking them for future accessibility additions post-launch. One of the big areas of contention with flighting, right? Mm -hmm. So close to the launch was what can even be put into the game beforehand if it's not a bug fix, right? So for the record, I haven't fully delved deep into this blog yet. So I, I, the reason why I said pay attention to this is because I want to see how many times that pops up in terms of how many things can actually be implemented before the launch of the game, or are we just going to have to wait? If it's not a bug fix, like it's an but actual addition. Yeah, but you know, at least with the flights, they can keep it in mind now versus us getting it at launch. And being like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, not, well, not just that, but like they're getting this information on what needs to be worked on months in advance. Yes, and I agree completely. And that's why I said it's nothing against them. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I, I remember one of the big contention points online with the, with the whole flighting system so close to launch mm -hmm. because everyone was saying back in the day, we would have had a beta by this point. We would have had this at this point, blah, blah, blah. And we don't even have a release date at this point. You uh, know? Yeah. Just keep in mind too, that most games, these live service games do release months in advance in beta. Then apex released in beta. Um, apex like shadow dropped. Yeah, I really did. Yeah. Um, Actually, it's fun. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Go ahead. Valorant did have a beta like two week, two three weeks before the actual release, right? They had, yeah, they had a closed beta. Um, yep. But that was nothing that they didn't really have to... They, they changed things pretty quick. Um, what other games? Like PUBG? Tarkov's been in beta for fucking five years? Daisy. Yeah, a lot of these games nowadays are dropping in this beta state. I mean, you had Fortnite, the, the oh uh, yeah, the save the world portion of that game. It's, it's that was in beta for years, right? Right, and now who even plays that anymore? Yeah. 
So right. like D- Dave, Dave says Daisy is no longer a beta. Right. But like, we're talking about how long it was, right. You had people with full hands on the game. How long these games have been in early access have been in beta and before ever getting to that 1.0 release. Yeah. So we're getting infinite, but, and it's not, it's not like we're getting it in beta, right? They're not but, advertising this as a, as an early access title or anything like that. Right. This is a live service title. But a lot of these live service games are continuously getting updates and changes to multiplayer, whatever it may be. Right. After their release. I just think that the the feeling, the thought that we should have on this is that even though it's a live service title, we should expect as consumers to get a feature-rich completed video game. Because they're not advertising this as an early access title. Sure. I'm just, it's just saying from a consumer standpoint, expectations, like just, just sure, a person going we, into a store, buying a box what, off a shelf. What I'm saying is we, we still are getting, I mean, we're getting these features, right? We're getting yes. enemy outlines, all this. Yes. It's just saying that like, I'm just looking even, even from Valorant from beta to it released in a state. But if you like now, like jet smokes don't last as long. Oh no, that feedback Breach has, is crucial. Breach has different. Yes. Uh, he has two instead of three flashes. Like things change down the line yes. for the better. Just it's it's going to take time for all of it. Right. Like, and and what, it, what, uh, it's not the flip of a switch to change no. something like that. And what I talked about when you were taking a tinkle break too <laughs> is that the reason why I wanted to include this article basically in its entirety as well is because I wanted to put an emphasis on how the communication from three four three has been stellar in terms of what they've been giving us for MCC and Infinite because they don't have to give us any of it. And the fact that they're yeah. doing this in the first place, that's that speaks a lot. Um, so, uh, Mia states, saw a lot of good in that post, but I'm disappointed about how many things might not be changed by launch. Namely, the friend or foe thing. I know development-wise uh, it can be a difficult thing, even if it seems like a minor feature. But I just can't understand why it exists as a must-be-on if they want to show off people's armor. Those outlines make it pretty much impossible to to notice enemy armor, and I was playing on a 1440p monitor at 120 FPS. They're self-sabotaging their own cosmetics economy. During gameplay, you just don't really notice what they're wearing because a colored outline will gloss your brain's ability to pick out details from the silhouette. I really don't get... Excuse me. I really don't get why they did that outline system to begin with when so many shooters don't do that to separate enemies from teammates. It's accessibility. Mm -hmm. That's why. And you understand that. Uh... Destiny is fine as well as to so many other shooters. Um, Dave says, save the world is still in beta. It is. Wow. Holy shit. Uh, Dave says, well, Daisy got screwed in its beta. I see where you guys are going with. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Beth says, I love that they acknowledge this and let us know we hear you. It won't be there at launch, but we're working on it kind of thing. Uh, there were a lot of times in Halo 5 where it felt like you were just shouting into the void and they weren't really letting you know what they, that they were listening. Glad to see that it seems to be a thing of the past. Absolutely. I, I, and I feel like with Halo 5, they weren't able to change, to change things based on how the game was built. So, like, we could have shouted at them all we wanted to, but it was very difficult for them to get those iterations and changes in. So. Right. Um, Mia says, furthermore, I know a couple people who are technically legally blind due to how bad their vision is. And the friend or foe system actually made identifying enemies worse. They said if the teammates had service tags over their head and the enemy didn't, uh, and and the enemy didn't, that would instantly solve the issue. Just more proof. The outline should be absolutely be a toggle because if it's for accessibility, it's already hurting specific types of low vision players. 
That's great insight. That is great insight, Mia. And Rage also states, I'm colorblind, and that shit made it confusing. Wow. That's really great to know. Yeah. It's great insight. And Mia, that's what they're going for is they, they, they're trying to help. Yeah, they want so, you to pick whatever fucking colors you want. So that you can identify. But if it's not working, they need to do something. Absolutely. And Mia makes a, a point in regards to if the teammates had service tags over their head. Well, they state something about that in this blog, and we'll get to that. But uh, know that if I'm not mistaken in this blog, like I said, we'll get to it. It states that that was a bug mm-hmm. um, that the service tags were not over the players' heads or the names were not over the players' heads, and that will be included at launch. And I think Did in the, the next technical In the next flight, flight too. too yeah. yeah, that's what I thought I heard. Yep. Uh, Mia says, the only thing that makes logical sense is that this game is truly um, uh, limping to the barn to be complete. Oh, shit. This type of accessibility feature should have been made from the ground up to be turned on and off, not the default. Okay. I can respect that opinion. Um, my issue with it, uh, Beth says, yep, that was my experience as well. Well, there, fucking, there you go, and that's literally it, people that. Yeah, I'm trying to have also disability think, issues. I'm trying to think too, because in game development, there is like right now, if it's coming out December eighth, it's already at the point where it has to be shipped, it has to be sent to be put on discs or whatever. Not yet. It's not gold yet. It's not. No, they're in shutdown that, mode. Isn't that like two months out from I think it, it, two to three months out? From there is a certification process. I don't know the specificities of each. Like, I don't know what the specifics are per the manufacturer. Yeah. Um, maybe it's the same throughout. Maybe it's well, different. Either. But traditionally, you would probably see it, like you said, a couple months in advance. A game You would see it on Twitter. The game has gone gold. It gets shipped to discs. Yeah, well, printed on disc, shipped out. That's another thing I was gonna a point bring up with these features being changed before launch is that they don't have till December eighth to completely change them. I mean, I guess they do. They could do a well, day one update. That's what everyone does. But, is the day one update. But we have seasons. We'll see what happens. Oh my god, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Brian uh, says, "Don't the day one install updates make that easier to work around?" Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, Mia says, going gold uh, varies, but since it's only on Xbox platform, it has a shorter window in which it can be certified. Multiplat games on all consoles have to go gold sooner, for example. Okay, well, there we go. That answers that question. Thank you, Mia. Um, let's move on. Okay. Uh, audio. Music. The positive was players love both menu and multiplayer music. Can agree. Absolutely. I thought the menu music was the best that they've had in Halo. Honestly, yeah. truly believe that. When you're not not just like the the main 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 menu, like when you press start to get into the actual menus, but like the menus music, I like, thought was phenomenal. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Um, in game audio, positive was weapons sounded powerful and really added to the experience. They did sound fucking brutal, and I loved it. The feedback included players wanted the Needler's audio to sound more crystallized. And another piece of feedback was granular controls of each in-game voice, personal AI, Spartan chatter, multiplayer announcer. Here is the audio team's response. We did see some players pointing out that a couple of the weapons feel like they are too far from the legacy sounds. Some players wanted more of a crystallizing glassy feel on the Needler, for example. Thank you for the honest and constructive feedback. We're continuing to iterate on the sound design for the Needler and Plasma Pistol for primary fire, along with enhancing the gravity hammer sound now. 
We're preparing to deliver in-progress version of these new sounds for the next public flight, so we're looking forward to hearing your thoughts on these updates in the next round. Players also expressed interest in having more granular controls for what sounds they hear in-game, especially when it comes to the various in-game sounds. We won't get that granularity until after launch, but we and the multiplayer team agree with exposing this option to the player. They'll have a little more to say about this in their section below as well. Um, let's see. Dave says, allow me to control it. The menu music was too quiet at times. It was, and it was so good. You just want to pump mm-hmm. that shit. And then Mia states, just so I'm perfectly clear, I'm not mad and know that 343 is going to change the game post-launch. It's going to evolve over time. I just don't understand how with all their supposed focus testing and money and thought put into this, they created a system that by default affects vision impaired people negatively and never thought to have it be a toggle from the onset. Maybe I just put way too much stock in the vision scope of a AAA development studio. No, you don't put too much stock in it. That's <clears throat> it's the, and the other thing too, is that now, okay. We are primarily a halo podcast. So we don't focus our time in research into other studios. Okay. So from my outset, it's we're literally, we look at three, four, three shit all day, every day. So that's kind of the basis that I have to go on. Right. And from a triple a studio perspective, a studio that is literally owned by Microsoft that literally makes a Microsoft exclusive title that is designed to sell their console, to sell the box, sell the, the box. box, sell the box. Um, which really it's sell the box to sell the service, sell the service. Now, yeah, I am one hundred percent in agreement with you, Mia. Where it it really feels odd that you've had this, so much time, so much money, but so much resource. Look at how close we had all like the head of studio changes and things like that. Right. No, and, and other people. Right. That right. had to change the vision of what was actually going on. And Joe coming in. And oh, huge. Having maybe, maybe you're right, Mia, where you say, you know, it's it's limping its way to the finish line a little bit. It's what it, it feels like from the outside looking in. It it is. If it does feel that way because they're just working to put polish on right now and finish the game to get it out. And there may have been oversights when, you know, the color system is in and working. They're like, fine, move on to the next thing. Maybe not working on refining, refining it like a toggle or something like that. Right. And now that they have to refresh and I totally get it. I don't understand. I don't know how it's not ready day one. Like it should be. Yeah. But I'm at the point where. Looking at the history of three four three, I'm not trying to shit on three four three here. <laughs> here, I I hear. I'm you. not trying to because I love love it. Yeah. But the history of three four three. Look at what they've put out. It's not been good on day one. No. Ever. No. It's just my expectation. Uh, was Halo four bad on day one though? MCC uh, was a fucking disaster. Okay. okay. Five. I didn't, I didn't play Halo four on day one. I don't know. Five was just missing everything. But like I'm at that expectation point where the last couple of things they put out then have just missed. And I'm yeah. just like, if at least we're getting a playable game with infinite and having most of the, the things we need, I'm going to be okay with it, you know? Right. And we're going to play the fuck out of it anyway. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm optimistic that what they have is good enough and they'll iterate sure. and move on as need be. Brian says, yeah, cause it was halo four. Uh, Silas, what up? 
Mia says, Microsoft literally has billions in liquid finances. Not their worth, but money they could burn and not be affected. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, I've been neutral-minded until I read that these seemingly normal features can't make it to launch. I guess COVID can be blamed for a lot of them. Uh, work from home is just garbage compared to the studio. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, Halo 4 wasn't missing anything outside of Forge mode. Uh, then again, 4 was in production since before Reach even came out, if you want to be technical about it. They had a lot of time to work on 4 compared to MCC and 5. Um Beth says the only one I remember being bad was MCC. Right. So like from, from a connectivity point, MCC was a dumpster fire from a content point. Halo five was a dumpster fire. Halo five literally didn't launch with BTB. Yeah. Yeah. And oddball for that matter. But like you have one of your core pillar modes and it just (laughs) wasn't there. So (laughs) fucking boggles my mind. And then you release it with forge maps. Job guys, oh no! For fuck's sake, I'll 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 give criticism on that. I think it was one of the worst mistakes that they made, and I'm not even a BTB guy. But the fact that it's, I'm, I'm all about advancing, and iterating, and making something new and fresh, and imaginative, right? But at the same time, there's that there's that not necessarily the expectation, but you have these core pillars of what has been in basically every other halo game previous. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you don't have, I guess it is kind of an expectation point when you don't have that core pillar at launch, there, ready to go. It's it, it's, it feels like a slap in the face as to what the fuck is this. And then in halo five, when you, when they started taking away playlists due to population. Yeah. And, that just rubbed me the wrong way too, because I get it. You want to funnel people into a playlist so they can find games more quickly. But at the same time, if they don't want to play that playlist and they're not going to, so why not just put the playlist back? Just have them in there. But I get it. I get it from a population standpoint. You want to, you want people to find games as quickly as possible. I understand. Um, Mia says, BTB to this day still has not had a single studio made BTB map. I'm still livid about that. Yes. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Um, Beth says, of course, Halo 5 was missing stuff, but at least you could play it. Unlike MCC on launch, LOL. Also, the stuff that was missing wasn't stuff I cared about. So that helped. Oh, I, I understand, Beth. I, I get it. Um, Mia says, honestly, Halo 5's issues are the result of the executives. Bonnie Ross even uh, admitted that when it came to even admitted that when it came to Halo 5, they didn't honor the wishes of the devs. Bonnie said the executives promised after Halo 4 they'd put in the work to really fix the engine, but they went back on it, and that's why Halo 5 was a mess. Um, Beth says, agree. You can give new, the new shiny stuff, but give us the stuff we already know and love as well. Yes. It's, it, it really just blew my mind that with 5, and us being competitive mindsets, like it's cool that it, there was like a competitive focus with five that none, yeah. of, the, none of the other ones had. But well, I'm, I mean, when you launch with a full blown mode just not there, and then when you bring it in, it's all forge maps and they run like ass. Oh, it's a problem. It's a fucking problem. And then so. Yeah. So I mean, all this did, all this happened, right? We we've, yes. we've been over this. Yes. I'm just saying, like, what we're getting, what what I'm hearing about Infinite so far is exciting to me. I feel like these small, these things, they're big, but they're also small in comparison. You know. Right. Right. Um, 
Battle Pass and Challenges. Let's get into the challenge bullshit, we shall we? We have one more from Mia here. Go for it. What do we got? Infinite at, oh, hang on. I'm going to read down here because I can actually see it. Well, that's actually a good idea. I should probably fucking do that. <laughs> that's really smart. Infinitely, at least I can feel relieved that they gutted 90% of the old uh, Blam engine, and now the slip space engine can be properly iterated on and improved. The game slash platform is truly going to evolve and be a way different and hopefully better than what we will get at launch. And of course, the gameplay seems rock solid at most. Or at the and the most fun ever, yeah. I I just I gotta be optimistic for the future here because, um, from what we've seen, things are looking up compared to what we had with previous games. Yes, and like we mentioned before, we're getting so much more transparency with the team too, and stuff that you don't get with other studios. And it's, in some cases, it's wonderful, and in some cases, it's like maybe you shouldn't share so much, right? Yeah. It's, it's that weird line that needs to be towed, but no, I, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that they're giving us this information. Honestly, you should probably, while you're in there, can you change our going live message so we can stop unbanning people? Oh God. Can I? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or after the show. Yeah, after I'll do the it show. after the show. I'll, rem- I'll um, hopefully remind you. So the battle pass and challenges. Yeah. Uh, well, actually Mia also says, um, we gotta be positive. This, uh, this feels like Halo's biggest chance to finally not be a niche thing anymore. I'll play Halo regardless if it's mainstream or not. I just want Halo to be huge again. Lore, books, movies, anime, games, uh, side games, and spinoffs, the whole nine yards. Absolutely. I, they keep uh, going, Sue. They keep On going. that note, I reached out to Div the other day, too. Okay. And I, I'm going to pull up what I said here, but if it loads. Better not be dick riding them. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about uh, HCS, and I basically said... He, you know, he was, he was saying that Halo's not the top dog, you know, not, not a top esport. And I was like, Hey, said, my comment was, just, I'll forever dream of Halo being a top dog in the esports scene. Um, you know, I was, I was just going on about how it took a lot of work and everything. And he said, yeah, that's the dream long way to go, but we're aiming at the top. So hell yeah. And uh, that's the thing. They have a vision in mind. Yeah. That's big. And they the, have a vision. You look at the teams they brought in like top name teams already. They oh, have yeah. the year long roadmap. We need iteration year after year, and I hope it continues. Absolutely. Mia says, sorry, keep preventing progression of the topics. It's okay. This is what the show is for. It's to have this conversation. And then Beth says, agree. I've given up thinking of games being a complete product at launch, which is sad in a way. So right now it feels like Infinite is a super solid starting point and only get better after launch. (laughs) It is sad, isn't it, Beth? That's the way game development has gone the last. That sucks. Especially for multiplayer stuff. I mean, single player story mode stuff is still coming out great, but then you don't have all that extra servers, relaying, coding. It's it's a whole other live service game. Yep. All right, battle pass and challenges. Let's get back to it. The positive was players are still enjoying the idea of a permanent battle pass. Absolutely. The feedbacks included are challenges the only way to progress? And double XP boost timer counting down while in the menus. Oh, I love that, Mia. She says, high-tech positivity. <laughs> love that. Love that. Love that. All right. So here we go. Live team response. During the tech preview, we wanted to test the functionality of our battle pass, which leverages our challenge system services. This battle pass was not a full-season battle pass, but rather a much smaller one designed specifically for this flight. From a technical perspective, we discovered that there was a misconfiguration in our challenge offering, which eventually prevented new challenges from popping up to players after they completed others. This was not intended and should be addressed before the next flight. 
From a player feedback perspective, we heard the request to earn XP per match outside of challenges as well as to have uh, XP boost timers only count down while in a match. One of the items that wasn't fully there in the tech preview was our daily challenge model that provides challenges along the lines of play X number of games that will repeat throughout the day. These challenges are replaced after completion and provide a regular XP drop for your battle pass just for playing matches and having fun during your sessions with Halo Infinite. The weekly challenges are where you will see your more specific challenges that you might recognize from other games. For example, get 10 kills with a BR. There is significantly greater depth with the weekly challenges than what you saw in the tech preview that we'll go through in the future. As for the XP boost timers counting down while in a match, well, out of a match, we'll be looking at improving this experience Post-launch. Progression is an area that will continue to improve and grow over time, and we'll have even more to share here later this month. Um, Before you say anything, mm. at the very end, I included a point. I want to include it now because this is it pertains to this. Okay. This is a clarification by Jerry Hook, who works at 343. He states, as this continues to come up, play a match with a daily challenge of play one match. Once you complete one match, you earn XP for that challenge. You are then given immediately a new challenge of play one match. We go into it. Uh, we go into uh, deeper details with the design team soon. Wait, I think so. I didn't hear an, ex them. an example challenge would be play one match. Yeah. Once you complete that challenge, you get the XP for the challenge, and then you immediately get another challenge that says something along the lines of play one match. Yeah. And the cycle continues. Okay. Why? Why have even a bounty then? Can I ask that? Is why, that stupid to ask? Why have a play one match thing? Or it, even if it's like, they can't just be play one match. I bet they're no, like play five, five or whatever, right? But it just, it just seems weird to me that even with that clarification, it just seems weird to me that we still have a challenge system in play to get battle press battle pass progression when you're just going to get the challenge refreshed anyway. So why not just give it per match XP? Maybe I think I saw something. Hear me out. I think I saw something that was about um, maybe it's a way to normalize the amount of, of XP that's given. So instead of giving a per match where your performance could be taken into consideration, so on and so forth, it's a more normalized approach where, uh, it's just a set amount after completing that challenge. Everybody gets that same amount for completing that challenge. Right. Uh, yeah. And I think it also, you don't want to discourage players who aren't that good. Right. If right. you go, if you go five and 10 every game and, get shit on and like, you're not getting XP based on that. And you feel like you're not leveling up your battle pass compared right. to others. You're not going to want to come back. Right. Um, what's up? Sure. one welcome back to the live show. Good, sir. Love your podcast, by the way, everybody make sure to check out the DXR podcast over on Spotify. They just released episode three, if I'm not mistaken with the boy Druck or right Druck, right. Or, Am I getting this wrong? Shit. Hold on. Shut up. I was. Hold on. Or was it buck 20? 
Uh oh. Shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. Shit. There's an ad. God damn it. Is he gonna find it? I'm know. finding it. Shut up. Is he gonna find I'm finding it. it. Uh, uh, it it's buck twenty. Fuck. It's buck twenty. Fuck. Damn it. I gotta get this queued more often. It's buck twenty, guys. It's buck twenty. Buck twenty. Buck twenty. Buck twenty. Be about a buck twenty. Okay. Guys, leave me alone. Okay. Long day. Right. God damn it. Hi, Shirley. Welcome. It's good to see you. Uh, Mia says, also on the current topic, all the talk about not relying on uh, psychological tricks and whatnot for free-to-play Halo games were complete disingenuous at best. They've structured everything around a convoluted methodology that incentivizes either skipping battle pass tiers, buying challenge swaps, and more. We did talk about the challenge swapping, too. Yeah. But, it, like I said, it just seems weird with the current challenge system in place, unless it's just to normalize values. But then again, you could not have the daily challenges keep refreshing and instead give a per match XP that doesn't take performance into account. But then again, what if you just not don't do anything during the game and you get the same amount of XP as everybody else? So I guess I get it that in that sense, yeah, I completely understand. Well, you can think of it this way that that five match just for brevity. We, it gives 5,000 battle pass XP, right? Sure. So just think of it as you're getting 1,000 XP for every game you play. You just got to complete five. To get that 5,000. To get that 5,000, yeah. Yeah, and then if you never do, you just, ne- nope. <laughs> you're eventually going to play five games. Um, Mia says, the reason they say that they'll make changes to it post-launch is purely for the sake of cashing in on the whales in the first month who will splurge on all the skin uh, skips and shortcuts. Once enough of those players stop spending three for three, you'll make changes to it. I don't care if it's their business model, make your money, but not being upfront about it and trying to talk around, beat around the bush. is just annoying to see. Everyone sees the elephant in the room and thinks, why not just have XP per match? I mean, we have talked about business is business and we do know whales are, whales are in every game. It doesn't matter what game it is. Whales are in every type of game, but I don't know if it's that. I don't want to sound naive, but I don't know if it's that far, you know? But then again, I could be naive, but um, Mia says this happens in every free-to-play game that I've ever played. There's always stupid, weird stuff that there's on purpose because there are people who will splurge just to skip the nonsense. Then uh, Beth said, I'm still with Mia. They just need to copy and paste Splitgate when it comes to challenges. Like one, my daily challenges today was get a kill, uh, get a collection agency. Splitgate equivalent of a killing frenzy, which was a struggle because I die a lot, but it made me focus on staying alive and playing my life rather than making dumb challenges. So not only are the challenges a good way to level up your battle pass, but they also make you focus on playing better. Who knows? Maybe there are some, maybe there is a weekly like that. Who the fuck knows? Uh, Mia says these AAA studios actually hire literal psychologists that coach the devs on way to get the habitual spenders to drop money. They normally wouldn't through psychological manipulation. Isn't that what didn't, didn't you say that COD did some stupid shit? Yeah. They did. COD. Now. So, yeah, because COD did it where they. I shouldn't say did because it's been rumored, but never proven. It's been. God damn it. Um, it's been a while since. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> since I've been. COD did it where. If 
they purposely in Warzone matches put high spending players with decent like high spending players with low spending players with lower MMR so that those lower MMR players who didn't spend money saw that the players who were spending money were winning and playing better think, oh, I need to purchase skins to get better. Trying to make that connection versus actually just getting better at the game. Um, like I said, rumored, not proven, but a ex-COD dev went kind of rogue on them and kind of brought that stuff up. So that it was looked into at least, but never confirmed that they put it in the game. Now, when you look at uh, players like Timmy Tenders and Nick Merckx, out there getting absolute bot lobbies and they're the ones buying every fucking pack that comes out. It does make you wonder if it's in there or not. They really do buy every fucking pack, don't they? Yes, they do. That's insane. They're COD partners. They get money back on their purchases, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That they do. So they do. Um, From a player feedback perspective, let's get back to this. Yeah, let's let's move on with the article. Uh, we heard the request to earn XP per match outside of challenges, as well as to have uh, XP boost timers only count down while in a match. Um, we already talked about that. What am I doing? A lot of games I play, the point I was going to make is a lot of games that at least I play don't have the countdown timer go during the matches. If you start an hour boost, it's for that hour. doesn't matter if you're in game, out of game. I think it should just be when you're in the game. Like in the match? Yeah, in the match, playing the match. It's, wouldn't that just be hard to Well, I think code? it's, I think it, wait, it's, wait, 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 wait. So that only counts for your challenges then. Because you got to finish the challenge. Yeah, you have to finish the challenge. Within so what if you don't finish your challenge? I mean, the daily should be easy to complete, but what if you don't fit? Wait, play five matches. Match takes, what, five, ten minutes to complete? So you're pushing it for an hour. How does the XP boost work? How does the double XP boost work? Because you ain't getting XP per match. That's already proven. <laughs> so just pop your boost as soon as you're about to complete your shit. What the fuck is, what is going on? <laughs> what does it mean? Um... Oh my god. That's definitely uh interesting. This is fucking stupid. Let's go to multiplayer. Bots and bot arena. Positives were bots were intelligent, fun, and challenging. Bot arena is a safe environment to learn, very helpful for learning the layout and flow of the maps. Feedbacks include bots were too accurate when shooting weapons and throwing grenades. Those grenades were insane by them. Uh bots all went the same way to start, could get confused while moving on the map, and didn't use equipment enough. And Spartan bots were much, weren't much better than ODST bots and players wanted them to be difficult. Um, Mia says, welcome to the free to play microtransaction driven gameplay loops. Uh, and then Mia says this level of uncertainty and confusion for what should be a basic feature. Absolutely. That's, I didn't even fucking think about the double XP boost. Yeah. What are you actually getting? Uh, Dave says, wasn't the double XP from monster match based, not time based. I don't remember. I'd have to go to the website and look. I don't remember at all the the legal jargon of it, if there even is any. The fine print, if you will. So the multiplayer team response. We'll be toning back those perfectly placed grenade bounces at lower difficulty levels because they were more accurate than we'd like. 
We're, all, we're also looking into tweaking the gunfire accuracy a little bit, but not too far to avoid making bots too easy, especially when a fourth less challenging recruit difficulty already exists, but wasn't in the tech preview. Players also noted that bot behavior was not always in line with their expectations in a couple of areas. A common issue people were running into were the initial routes bots were taking off of spawn. While this led to some amazing clips of the bot teams getting wiped early, this is something we knew about going into the flight, and we have already uh, we've already added some extra logic in the works to help break them up a bit more and perform more like a squad of players would. We also heard feedback of players wishing the bots were more effective with equipment. This will be an ongoing area of improvements for them. Replicating all the bonkers behaviors players are capable of pulling off with the equipment is nearly impossible, but we'll continue improving how they replicate player actions with the tools in the sandbox. Another note was that bots could get confused and stop moving mid-combat. These bugs happen for a wide variety of reasons and is something we're continuing to improve as we push to release. We resolved a lot of the big ones and we'll continue to iron out the other issues with their movement as they arise. They only get better over time. Lastly, we've heard the desire to have bots that are even more difficult than our Spartan bots. There were definitely some turning off with uh, Spartan bots that made them underperform. Uh, wait, there was definitely some tuning off with Spartan bots that made them underperform, but they're still meant to be training partners, not esports pros. While teaching players is our primary goal of bots, it would be fair to say that in the future we want some bots that are maybe less sparring partners and more fight night contenders. Ooh, I like it. Um, Mia says, I think the monster promotion just gives you a set amount of double XP boosters in your inventory at launch. She also says, uh, it'd be insanely stupid if you boot up infinite after buying all those monsters and all your hours of double XP just start counting down while you're playing campaign or not logged in at all. Right. I think you have to pop them, but the, the point was in the fine print of them, it doesn't state that it's per match before all this technical challenge bullshit nonsense came into play. Um, weapon drills positives included provided a great environment for learning weapons and players had fun and enjoyed sharing the weapon drill scores feedbacks included desire to teach, uh, alt fire modes more clearly. Some wanted a way uh, to swap between weapon drills more easily. Some players wanted untimed weapon drills and many players wanted equipment in movement drills. Improved teaching about alt fire modes. Yep. We agree. We're going to be doing a pass on the information and the quick tips to better explain the elements of the different weapons in each drill. Post-launch, we're already investigating options to better explain the nuances of each weapon in the drills. Okay. Swapping between different weapons is something we plan on working with our UX UI team post-launch to find ways to reduce friction there. There's also another Academy feature called Training Mode that will be in our next flight that will let players quickly swap their loadouts via an in-game menu They'll provide another avenue for players to be able to experiment with weapons and more while fighting bots and map. Unlimited weapon, untimed weapon drills. Yep. Already slated in our post release list drills for equipment and movement. Post launch. We're plotting various drills for a lot of other mechanics, such as grenades, melee weapons, equipment, and vehicles. Basically we want drills to let players test everything in the sandbox. It's reassuring to hear the community enjoyed weapon drills so much that they wanted more of just about every aspect of them. Rest assured. We'll continue to deliver that more here during the lifetime of the game. Um, Mia says, it just said you had X amount of hours of double XP banked. My friend got the max amount. Holy fuck. Justin, welcome. No, you did not miss the announcement. I asked <laughs> if we were going to do it and then Will said no. So you have to wait. We'll get there. We will. 
Should so, we do it after the news then, since that's where our like topic section would yeah, usually we do is? That. Stay we do tuned. That. Yeah, once we get once we get done with this article, we'll do it. Uh, but what I wanted to say was the so the weapon drills, the improved teaching about alt fire modes. We're going to be doing a, a pass of the information in the quick tips to better explain the elements of the different weapons in each drill. Post launch, we're already investigating options to better explain the nuances of each weapon in the drills. A minor, th- so the company I work for is in software development. So I'm hands on with a lot of things as they're being developed, right? I'm not a game designer. I don't know about game design, okay? But from a software development standpoint, there, we, there are things called tool tips, right? Mm-hmm. Where you hover over something and it explains what, what it this, what yep. this section of the, of the UI does. What I find funny about they're investigate, they're doing post launch that I don't understand why it can't be in there at launch. Again, I'm, I'm not a game developer. Maybe it's, it's difficult. I'm surprised that they don't just have like a fucking in game video play and like a mini player that explains the alt fire just a little thing that pops up in the bottom corner or hell even have it in the middle of your screen that just tells you how the weapon works. Press B to close. Right. Right. Into the weapon drill. That's the thing. I'm surprised that that's not a thing. You know what? That's what boggles my mind that that can't be included. You know what I want? Instead of picking up the weapon. What do you want? Instead of picking up the weapon from the little thing that pops up, I want there to be a whole cutscene where the, like the commander that's training you walks up, hands you the weapon and then explains what's going on. And you can skip it if you want. Yeah. Yep. And then you pop in and you're ready to shoot. Right. It, it's, it blows my mind that that's not. It could have been the quote unquote video is that. Yes. Commander. It, and Commander get, Lorette. And then you get the whole like uh, just feel and uh, being in an actual training mode. It blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Beth says, we're going to teach you how to use these weapons after you've already figured out how to use them on your own. <laughs> that's it, it. It boggles my mind. Like, why can't you? Why isn't that a thing? Other games do that. Why isn't that a thing? Like, post-launch, we're already investigating options to better explain the nuances of each weapon in the drills. A video. They'll figure it out. I just don't fucking understand. Okay. Like I said, I'm not a game developer. Whatever. Um, Combat sensor. It's radar. It's fucking radar. Feedback. Some like the combat, the radar. The most found it confusing. (laughs) <laughs> okay feedback was some wanted height indicators as well yeah that's what i wanted the combat set or radar radar that sits in the bottom left of your hud followed a different set of rules than previous halo titles it only displayed enemies when they were sprinting or shooting so like mm. hts radar yeah in halo 5 which was more in line with halo 5's threat tracker radar we knew that this implementation was going to feel different, maybe even a little contentious. And that's why we wanted to get feedback on it as soon as possible in the tech preview. While some appreciated the new approach, we found that most players missed the old properties in these social matches. We've updated the, the radar to feel more like the radar of old, which showed all movement besides crouch walking and should have that ready for folks to test in the next flight. Be sure to keep an eye on it and let us know how it plays. No statement about height indicators. True. That we're was, getting the social radar from five. Right. Any movement besides crouching shows up. And it, while they didn't state it, it makes it sound like height indicators are, might be in there. 
I don't know. I did. I did like the height indicator though. Um, personal AI. Will. Yeah. Positive feedback. People loved having their own personal AI for the first time, and people loved customizing their personal AI. Feedback included. Desire for more customization options. Separate voice from body. More shapes. More voices. More colors. Um. Desire to uh, preview a personal AI's voice and personality in the lobby. I yes. think that'd be fantastic. Yep. Yes. Desire to increase the variety of their lines. I, uh, okay. Yeah, just finish. You're not going to be able to do that, but moving on. Desire to control how much the personal AI talks, including turning them off. Huh. A toggle, if you will. A, ton more, a toggle for everything. <laughs> more toggles. Um, I did have a bug where oh, you did in the technical preview where I would see like, oh, this AI is cool on Twitter, right? And I'd see the shape and know that that's the voice. I would then select that AI in the technical preview and hear a completely different voice. Ooh, that's weird. So that was, I think it was just a me thing. Sure. Hopefully, because I didn't see anyone else put anything out about that. That is weird. But I was not getting my AI in game that I selected on the screen. It was like they were all like maybe shifted or something. It was really weird. That is weird. Um, Maddie, welcome back. He says, please, for the love of God, let me turn it off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Justin says it shouldn't show normal movement speed, only sprint in terms of the radar. That's what you're getting though. That's for social. And sprint might be uh competitive. Uh I want to go back on what Mia was saying. Mia says, Halo Infinite, why isn't this a thing? Halo Infinite 2, post-launch. Uh all jokes aside. And then Dave said a video won't teach me how to do bank shots. I mean, it could if it showed you how to fucking do one. Zarners Yo. with the seven month resub enemy Spartan positional detection and tracking system. It's fucking radar. Welcome back. Zarnus to the live show. Woo. Oh man. In terms of more customization, we're looking to support different models for the personal AI, as well as different customization options to make them more personalized from the core shapes, such as hats, props, etc. We also plan to continue to expand the roster of AI over time and have a few in for launch that the world hasn't seen yet. We agree that previewing a personal AI's voice and personality before you take them on the battlefield just makes sense. Fortunately, we've already been working on this and it should be in our next flighting build. So be sure to test it out in the lobby beforehand. There was also feedback given around the same lines popping up repeatedly. And we agree after the tech preview, um, we looked at the frequency of personal AI lines as well as Spartan chatter lines like over yonder and have already made adjustments to reduce how often they are repeated. This work should be reflected in the next flight. We're also interested in adding additional line variants for each AI post-launch to keep their lines from becoming too repetitive. Lastly, players expressed an interest in controlling how often their personal AI spoke and what kind of information they spoke about. This isn't something we'd be able to do for launch, but we like to give more control to players over the frequency of flavor lines as well as increased, decreased informational lines such as weapon pickup lines. Lines, lines, lines. <laughs> this has a lot of benefit for players wanting to uh, wanting more to help make the game more accessible to learn to them or even to just turn different types of feedback off all up. Hope all is well, my dudes. Zarners, hope all is well with you too, my dude. Um, medals. Medals. Positives. New medal events such as Ninja, 360, and Bank Shot were loved. Players love that certain medals got called out in the, in the event feed. Feedback, many players are worried about the size, placement, and art style of the medals. Agreed. Yes. We are 
Also doing a revision now that preserves our difficulty tiering colors and iconography, but nudges the visual treatment toward a more classic halo skeuomorphic metal design. That's a fucking word. You may not see these new metal-fied metals in the next flight, but we're pushing to get them in for a launch. Day one update. Right? Bada bing, bada boom. They do look significantly better based yeah. off the screenshot. Yep. They look significantly better. Um, so congrats to the art team on that. Really, seriously, they're great. Sandbox, friend or foe recognition, player outlines. Uh, pro, f- accessibility and customization options. Feedback included impact shield and overshield readability. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Uh, desire for more options, including the ability to turn them off. Mm-hmm. And desire to have an opponent's gamer tag appear above their head. Yeah. So. Response. We've already made significant FX changes to better communicate the health of a target. You should always know if you're fighting a player who has an overshield, full shields, weakened shields, or broken shields. You'll be able to see these improvements in our next flight. Woohoo! As for more options, such as turning outlines off entirely, we'll need to explore how realistic this is given our timelines for launch. We're always in favor of providing more options to our players, but it's very likely we won't be able to provide this until after launch. A common note was to have players' gamer tags appear above their head when looking at them. We completely agree and can confirm that names weren't showing up due to a bug. A few of you noticed that we had an option to display gamertag or service tag in game, but it just wasn't working in this build. This fix may or may not make it into our next flight, but it will be in for launch. I'm wondering if those will be on or off for competitive. Because there's like, you're hiding behind a box and all of a sudden you see a long ass gamertag come up. Sure. And you don't know that player would be there otherwise. Or a service tag for that matter. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. Aiming. Feedback is performance impacting aiming. Uh, some felt the difficulty, the default sensitivity was too low. Desire for axial dead zone controls. No, confusion around zoom and smart scope. The response was... First, we increased the default sensitivities for both mouse and keyboard and controller players, including while zoomed in on weapons with five time, for 5x scopes and above. Second, we have since exposed axial dead zone controls in the settings. You should see these improvements as well as performance increases in the next flight. Fuck yeah. A last note here was that there was confusion around the zoom function on weapons without scopes. Many of you were curious if it, uh, if it changed a weapon's aiming traits or increased its effectiveness at range, similar to Halo 5 smart scope. That is not the case for unscoped weapons in Halo Infinite. Similar to many previous Halo titles, scoped weapons will have benefits due to their scopes, but unscoped weapons will perform the same regardless of its zoom state. Players will see a decrease in FOV, but there is no underlying change to these weapons when zoomed in. Hmm. Um, Mia says, pretty sure the name over Spartan is only when you actually see them or have the reticle on them. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you move your reticle across the field. Right. And, like, you see the the tag pop up as you're like scanning or something because you accidentally went over someone that you, you may have not have seen yourself. Sure. Just, I'm curious if yeah, I mean, they might be there. It might not. Maybe they have a good, a good thing for that, but you know what? Will? we'll have to wait and see. We will weapons positives included overall weapon balance felt great. Ability to drop weapons is appreciated. Feedback included S seven sniper and skewer were difficult to use Split feedback, hammer feels too strong, but also too slow. Brian, if you're still here, I saw you mention that as well, Mm -hmm. that it is fucking significantly too long to uh, swing. And he says, not pleased with their response to the hammer. Uh Uh-oh, let's read it. 
The two weapons we saw the most chatter about were the S7 Sniper and Skewer, with a focus on how difficult it was to aim while scoped in. The performance and aiming improvements mentioned above should help here, but we'll also be tuning some of the aiming on the S7 Sniper for this next flight and look forward to hearing your feedback on it. I hope it's not too easy. Yeah, I liked that it was a challenge. Yes! Yes! It's a power weapon. It shouldn't be easy mode. Yeah. I mean, rockets are a different kind of story. You just aim and shoot. But like... The but sniper? The sniper, yeah. Yeah. You should be skilled to have to use it. Yes, I felt, it felt good to be bad with the sniper to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, seriously. It gave you that like, oh, I want to pick this thing up so I could get good with it. Right. Now, on, on the one hand, well, on the other hand, I guess I'll say, is that I would like a little bit of increased tuning for controller players. I'm going to sound like an asshole here. Aim assist. Just because I, just from a balance standpoint, that's all it is. I've just from a balance standpoint, I don't, again, I'm going to sound like an asshole because uh, there's Dave. Yeah, Dave, I'm oh with you. God. I think I played on controller the whole time. though. <laughs> I did play. Yeah, I played controller the whole time. I know Dave, I think was playing uh, mouse and keyboard. All welcome the new age of mouse and keyboard. <laughs> and Sarners we'll with see. the fucking arrows. We'll Come see. on, man. I've just played Halo for so long on a, on a controller that. Yeah. That's all that feels right to me for Halo. But this game is apparently being built from the ground up. So, uh, for uh, mouse and keyboard as well. So, we'll have to wait and see. What did they say about the gravity hammer? Lastly, we saw the gravity hammer get a lot of attention on recharge. Some players enjoyed it, uh, enjoyed that it had its own unique role in the sandbox and wasn't just another sword. But others felt the change made it too slow. Overall, the feedback for this weapon was split down the middle between it being too effective and not effective enough. As a result... We don't plan on making any major changes, but we'll continue to monitor it. Oh, it's going to change grip ball a lot. That's exactly what Brian was worried about. And new, Brian says... New, new sword meta? <laughs> oh my God. Brian says, they sacrificed the gravity uh, utility and made it a heavy AOE weapon. Takes away what made it special. The slow swing speed is basically input lag and is going to be awful for grip ball. The damage we can tone down in settings, but from what I can see, the gravity effect was crazy underwhelming. It's just a big hammer now. The hammer being too strong and too slow does not mean it's balanced. It's just bland and awful. Dave says they aren't even looking at the swing speed. Nope. It, they literally said no tuning. Yeah. They said, we don't plan on making any major changes, but we'll continue to monitor it. In other words, post launch. Hey, Brian, for what it's worth, we already know forge isn't coming at launch. You never know. Griffball might not be either. movement positive was sprints balance was positively received split feedback players wanted to feel smoother movement and less warping and note screen shake was too much even when turned off in settings agreed sandbox team response um while we did see some players say the movement was smooth there were also some players that noted that it felt clunky we've seen this feedback come in due to the movement itself or as a result of warping during online matches we're, cons we're constantly improving our network model to reduce warping and we'll continue to monitor this feedback as the work continues. And for the players who noticed that screen shakes were present even after setting it to zero, don't worry, that was a bug. It should be smooth sailing in the next flighting build. Thank God. Um, Mia says, oh, Griffball definitely isn't coming at launch. Pretty sure infection isn't either if the dev leak was legit about them making a new infection mode again, a la flood mode. I Okay, so for the record, um, I do want to say 
that, yes, I did read that supposed leak um, from a previous, I think it was a previous developer on the Infinite team. Um, the reason why we did not say anything about it on the show other than right now acknowledging that we saw it is because it is not confirmed. Therefore, I'm not going to include it. Um, so yeah, Mia, thank you for bringing it up. Uh, that is why we haven't talked about it on the show, but we did see that information. Um, can't make a court without forge unless they provide one at launch. I, like I said, I just don't see it coming, man. Dave said, can we please have ricochet back now? A please. Uh, Mia says, understandable grain of salt and all that. Yeah, that's exactly it. And Dominion, please, God, just bring all the modes back. Uh, Maddie, oh my God, dude. If HCS Intel didn't tweet it, then I don't know if I can believe it. Can we, can we just, man, the thirst. That's a word that I don't think I'll ever use again in a legitimate context, but the thirst of some of these people in the community. Seriously. Did you see this account pop up? Mm-mm. So there, the people were asking, oh, there should be like an HCS Intel account, like CDL Intel, right? Where CDL Intel is a trusted, reputable source of information. They talk to people in the scene, break things early. You can, you can kind of rely on them, right? Yeah. This HCS Intel account ain't it. At least not yet, right? So it's nothing against the person that made it because you're trying to fill the void that, that, ex- ex- that uh, exists, right? You want to fill that void. I understand. It's just, you know, try harder. Try harder. That's what I'll say. Um, they just have a quick trigger finger. They do. They do. And there's, there's a difference between having a quick trigger finger and doing your due diligence. And if you don't do your due diligence, you don't last long. That's what I've learned. Like this, this tweet from six hours ago, breaking Sentinels is expected to keep winning as usual. Like that's, did you see the one that they, that they put out about snipe down? Mm. No. Put out a tweet about, uh, there, there's a report that, uh, that snipe down is going to be coming back. Um, and then it was, it was on Reddit too. And Maddie even replied to the Reddit post was like, I don't see how that's really possible when it's already been confirmed that he's, that he's playing apex competitively for TSM and he's listed on their roster and it's listed right here. Maddie says one moment it's breaking. Then an hour later, it's update. Not true. What's up, Mar? Welcome back, man. Good to see you. Breaking Josh, AKJ, JK fire just used the phrase the thirst during a podcast. I did. I think that might've been the first time. Hopefully the only time for the record. And he also said yesterday was my first day on Twitter in two weeks. And I immediately saw the Intel account. It's uh something. Yeah. Never thought I'd heard Josh say the thirst. I'm right. Like, is that, is that a correct usage of that word? The thirst. Like they want to like, they're, they're, they're thirsty. Just, they're going after. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. It, it's like I said, do your due diligence or else you're not going to last long. That's what I'm going to say. It is perfect. Go me. All right, moving on. Um, equipment. <laughs> Positive was grapple shot was loved by all. Feedback. Drop wall felt too slow and too weak. Sandbox team response. One consistent piece of feedback we saw around equipment was that many players felt the drop wall wasn't effective enough given its current tuning. 
The intent behind this delay was to make it a piece of equipment that was that we use proactively when preparing for engagements rather than reactive once a fight has already broken out. A la bubble shield, right? Mm-hmm. We also didn't want it to make it we also didn't want to make it too durable, causing players to always win when they use a drop wall in a fight. It's meant to cause it's meant to cause a slight wrinkle in the fight, not manufacture a full stop in the combat loop. That said, we have reduced the drop wall's deployment time. We're taking a closer look at the durability, but want to assess how the faster deployment impacts gameplay before committing to increasing the health of its panels just yet. This update should be reflected in the next flight, so please keep an eye out for it and let us know what you think. And for those who didn't notice, if you just shoot the base, it just goes away. It goes away immediately. Don't shoot the panels, shoot the base. It's destroyed immediately. Get a nade in there. Yep. You know? Um... Maddie says, like you said, Josh, she just has to put some more time, uh, more effort into research other than who they're following on Twitter. Absolutely. Like, like I said, if you don't do your due diligence, if you don't do the research, you're not going to be taken seriously. And it only takes a couple burns before you're gone. Like that's all it takes, especially in today's world mm-hmm. of the internet. Yeah. So like I said, I, I'm happy that the account exists. I just want to see it do better. Um, and then Mia says, drop wall is a slippery slope. Zarner said, agreed. Said, uh, I tossed it on the ground when I heard someone coming around a corner and had a huge advantage, advantage with it as is. It needs no buffs. It's not a mirror force defensive tool. It's a proactive tool. Players need to get good at stop and stop whining before they make the sandbox lopsided. Um, Maddie says, I'm happy with the drop wall change. It took way too long to deploy. Um, Justin says, even if it eats a few bullets, they should change the outcome to a, uh, to a good player. And then Dave says, I'm curious how it interacts with vehicles. We'll have to wait and see. BTB, next flight. Mia, yeah, I'm now at odds with Maddie. <laughs> no, I, I'm in agreement with Maddie. I think I like the I like the small change. Hopefully, hopefully small change to the reduced speed it takes, the reduced time it takes to deploy because of how weak it is. Mm-hmm. Right? And like like they said, like Mia mentioned as well, it's meant as a proactive tool, not a reactive tool. But just the fact that it's going to take just that little less long to put out there, I could get down with that. So, and it's still really fucking easy to destroy. Yeah. UX UI, the HUD. Positives include HUD clean and streamlined approach was appreciated. Feedback included some felt the weapon cradle was small, inability to see second grenade type, and some would like HUD customization options. Customize all the things, Will. Feedback. Let's see. Response. We agree that the weapon cradle in the bottom right of your screen did seem a little small. We'll be exploring exploring improvements to help make sure it is more legible at a glance post-launch. There was also good feedback about not being able to see your secondary grenade type. The team agrees that this information is extremely valuable, especially in the heat of battle. This UI change will land in a future update. What does that mean? Is that post-launch too? Yeah. (laughs) Anytime anytime we change things in Halo, there are always some players who want the option to keep things the way they used to be. The HUD is no different. This feedback was expected. We saw tons of fan mock-ups, and we agree with providing more HUD customization options down the road. It's not something we can pursue for launch, -launch. but but it is something we're interested in continuing to evolve over the lifetime of the game. Post-launch. Post-launch. Post-launch for a UI tweak! What in the world? (laughs) Says Mia. Um... Dave, we, we all are hashtag no merch. You're Maddie says, Dave. I have a bunch of merch. You're, 
Maddie, new drinking game. Take a swig of your beverage every time post-launch is set. If that's an uh, alcoholic game, you're dead. For the record, I did say at the beginning of this segment, let's pay attention to how many times it's said because I hadn't read through the entire article. Yeah. I wanted to save it for the show. And it, it makes it, it, yeah. Um, Dave says, I don't like the title. We've heard your feedback and we, uh, we'll look into letting you change and modify the Halo Infinite title down or, uh, or the road. We may even allow people to toggle it. Oh, it's the literal Halo Infinite title. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I was like, what the fuck was that statement? Um, wasn't the huge, huge fanfare about the subspace engine that they can make changes much faster? Yeah. Changes that they want to make. Uh, Mia says they can't change an element of the UI for launch. I just can't even believe it. The, Mia, that's the thing. They can make the changes that they want to make. That's kind of an asshole statement. All right. Menus. The last one. This is it. Last part, Will. We made it. Positives include overall presentation, receive positive feedback. Feedback includes scrolling and customization, and customization items were difficult to equip. That said, we did notice that there was plenty of feedback around the customization menu in particular. We saw a desire to have vertical navigation or a grid layout similar to Halo 5 instead of horizontal scrolling. We also have had many players call out that the flow to equip customization elements was not as smooth as they would have liked. There were some bugs impacting these menus, such as equip not always equipping items, but we recognize there's room for improvement in the overall customization presentation. While the current layout will be what you see at launch, it will continually evolve with each season. Will, what does that mean? Post launch. That's it for the regular news. Final. <laughs> Will, should we have our announcement now? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to do that. We are going to do that. Will. <laughs> Woo. Drum hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I was already press the button. I know. Will, I just want to take a second. Okay. I know we're we're going pretty long here, but I just want to take a second. Pretty, pretty long. Pretty, shut up. Fucking long as hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. We've been doing this for realistically 199 episodes, okay? Not 199 weeks. It hasn't been that long because we've had interviews sprinkled in which have taken the title of an episode, right? But realistically, we have had, this is our 199th episode of this fucking show, okay? <laughs> yeah. Next week will be episode 200, our 200th episode of doing this. 200 episodes of sitting here listening to you ramble. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Seeing your death stares from across. Yeah. Whether we're sitting like this or sitting like this. Uh, I kind of do miss the old configuration where we were like face on with each other. We were face on with each Back other. Back in the old uh, non-video days. Back when we weren't looking at these fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Through the <sighs> lens of a webcam. Hi. Listening yeah. for, yeah, me trying to get through names for just like 30 minutes to an hour. That was, used to be horrific. The, the super long roster was, manias were amazing. Horrific. And they're only going to get better. Uh, and by better, I mean worse for you. With infinite and yeah. uh, Zoomer names coming out now? God damn. <laughs> I mean, some of the boomer names are bad too, but that's yeah. besides the point. But yeah, we've been doing this for 200. It'll be 200 episodes next week. That first tournament? Yeah, don't remind me. Three-hour episode on fucking Worlds? 
Was it Worlds or was it? It, it was even, Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. It was Worlds. Our first, that was the one and only time that we'll ever do that where we literally covered every single series of Worlds. What, what do you mean, Dave? Episode 222, Will Speaks? Oh, because I talk a lot on the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so, sorry. I mean, you are, yeah, it's been the, it's, it's always how it's been. You are the, you are the, the talker. But I want your opinion too. Yeah. And that's the point of the conversation. And I just cut you off a lot. True. Or, or does he mean episode 222, Will Speaks, about what really happens behind the scenes of the show <laughs> when, when Josh beats him you should hear in the, the submission. You should hear the shit that we say pre-show. Literally. We talk about. Hawking loogies into the mic to see no, what the no, mic we, picks I, up. We said we weren't going to bring that up. I did bring it You're the one who said we weren't going to bring it up. I too. know, and I'm the one that said the thing in the first place. Oh, my God. The will to Josh ratio is what makes things, things as simple as Will saying, finally, so hilarious. Ah, <laughs> oh, so true. Episode 200 next week. Episode 200. This, frankly, I never thought we'd get to this point, to be completely honest with you. I, I mean, obviously, I love doing what we're doing. I just never thought that. 200 episodes, you know? Um, We literally went from, we went from recording in your basement, audio only. God, do you remember the fucking, I had like a lamp. With something else on the other end, with oh, like blankets. the blankets fucking surrounding us for for sound dampening. When we when you moved to, uh, was it, uh, Vicky's grandparents? Yeah, yeah. And we were downstairs in that living room or the basement or what, whatever. The yeah, the yeah, live, yeah. And you yeah, you had the fucking lamp posts up with blankets covering it to dampen sound. Yeah, yeah, I took the shades and the bulbs out and we're just using lamps to fucking hold blankets. Oh my God. Um, episode 200 should just be nostalgia. Give us a tour of memory lane. Rage, uh, I'm on the edge of my seat here. I'm waiting for the episode where Will goes off in a raging rant. You've gone on a rant once or twice on the show. I have. Yeah. A couple times. We need to bring those memories back. Cause that's a Josh thing too. It, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, tier list for all episodes next week. I did think about how maybe we should do like a top 25 greatest HCS pro talk episodes of all time. Like the yeah. top 25 HCS list is what one of your favorite episodes. I wish doesn't exist. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. I know. I know which one you're talking about. And, uh, yeah. It is our most popular episode though. It is, which is unfortunate for good reason, but Yeah. I don't know. That's where the word research came into play. <laughs> oh. Will throws the table. Someday. I hope not. Someday. There's a lot of expensive equipment on this table. <laughs> yeah. We, and you bought that. We so both have a lot of money on this table. We do. We both have a lot of money on the table in this room. Uh, oh, shit. Taco Bell at the top. That of was, course. That was by far the best one. Fuck. Is it episode 50? I think it's episode 50. It's a phenomenal episode. Yeah. Episode, Taco Bell review. Mexican pizza sucks. Throwing that out there. Number one, better be the special guest, Heavy Rainfall. That kid is my favorite. It's episode 86. Nah, Davey Wavy's a douche. Go check out episode 86 live. 
from Outpost Chicago with Davey Wavy. With Davey Wavy, we had uh, the fun fact about that episode. We're, if we're going to do memory lane, I know you guys are no, on the yeah, edge of your yeah. seat with our announcement, but we had, uh, to, we had to pass the mic back and did. forth because the fucking third mic didn't work. Yes, so Dave it needed a power we, source. Yeah, so Will, I think you were sitting here. I was sitting here, and Dave was sitting here, and then yeah. we would go back and forth with the arm, or I would no, no we, I, would we were, hand we were the hand mic. holding yeah. the mic. We'd handhold the mic, and we were worried about sound coming through when moving the mic between people. We made it work. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. We, That's we, what the we, producer we, slash seducers for over here. Some editing, and it worked. Um, Rage says, don't forget to put vodka in your Baja Blast. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that one. Um, it yeah, was we, worth it. Yeah. Hell yeah. But we went from fucking just being at Outpost, too. Seeing phenomenal. everyone, Brian, yeah, Dave. Uh, Marmar, both Brian's actually. Yeah. 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 Rage more nerd. Exactly. And Brian makes games. Yeah. And just me, you and Dave sitting on that rooftop bar too. And on the fucking pier, that was sick. We just had some like life talks. Yeah. As well. Looking the, the places the show had brought us, you know, we still have to get to a fucking live event. We went to a two story Barnes and Noble, a seven yeah. 11. What's up? What was the pizza place? I don't remember the name of the pizza place. So we ordered one to be delivered from to the hotel room yeah, that yeah. we were staying at. And then we went to, did we go to Lou Malnati's? No, it, could, it was like, did we not? We, we went to one of the famous places and we ordered from one of the famous places. Yeah. Yeah. It took like an hour to get in. We, that's when we went to, yeah, the two we went story, to the two story Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble across the street. Yeah. Dave got a book, I think, or two. Yeah. We found the optic book. That was yeah. weird. <laughs> Just cool shit. We went to uh, we went to that really tall building. Yeah, the one with the Sears glass. Tower? Was it Sears Tower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was it this Tower now or something like that? Oh, I don't fucking know what it's called. Change names. Yeah, we took pictures. I still have those on my phone. <laughs> Dave said he never finished that book. There you <laughs> go. See? No, but seriously, we we started from we started audio only. Yeah. In your basement. First episode, fifteen minutes. That was oh, like an intro. Oh, how that's changed. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Sitting across from one another, face to face, just, and then onto what we've been doing, and then moved in here, set this up. You had a kid. <laughs> I had a kid. I have a kid. She, she's not gone. Well, she's like still, having yes, the kid. Yes, yes, yes. That period of time of My wife gave kid. birth to a child, yes. She's two and a half now. Yep. Kill me. Um, You got married? Yep. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. You had two receptions. Kind of. Well, yeah. You did. I did. You did. Um. Fucking partied it up twice. You did. Got a problem with that? No. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Man. It's it, we've met a lot of you in person. Still have to meet more of you in person. Mm-hmm. Shared a lot of memories. Just throughout the years. But uh, episode 200 is next week. So the announcement. This is something that we've wanted to do for a long time. Um, something that, honest to God, you and I both never thought was going to happen. Right? We're both in agreement there. Mr. Reed and Twitch chat. What? I was staring down, reading, reading So Twitch. you're in Twitch chat. You said, yeah, something about uh, two things. You're, you said the announcement, really excited for. We've been 
Never thought we'd get to this point, right? Um, through all along those lines. Yeah, and how we never thought we never thought that this what we're doing on the 200th episode would happen. Yeah, like when when the when this I, person reached out to us first, or did we reach out first? Did we reach out first? I forgot. But either way, we reached out first, and the person said, "Yeah." And then things fell apart. Yeah, we just didn't do anything with it. And then this person reached back out, and, and they're like, "Hey, are we gonna do this?" Like this, hey, they, I think the 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 thing was like, "Hey, so this never happened." Yeah. Do you want to do this? Yeah. And we're like, "Oh shit, you want to do this with us? Like us? Really?" Um. Justin says, so happy stumbled upon that first episode. Best fluke I ever made. Then tweeting back and forth until we met each other and played some Halo. Wouldn't trade it for anything. Justin, I love you. Silo says, it's really funny talking to Halo nerds about life between Halo 5 and Infinite. I hear from so many people being like, I graduated. I got married. I bought a house. Yeah. I mean, I graduate for my second stint in school next month. So that'll be added to the repertoire. <laughs> two and a half already? Yeah, she's two and a half, man. Stop it's reading chat and give us the news from Dave. Maddie says, that's right. I'm the special guest. We do need Maddie on the show. We though. do. Man. Honestly, yeah, we awesome. fucking need Maddie on the show just for him to scream at us about the no merch scenario. That'll be the episode. That's it. Just the one line from him. I've got merch fuckers. Okay, we, we should probably get Wait. to the announcement. Okay, we'll get to the announcement in just a second. We, we, I want to say this. Keep dragging this out. We're going to have Maddie on. We're going to have Maddie on when he's ready to announce his merch. Maddie, you may not be okay with that, but I'm saying you're going to be, be cool. on the show when you're ready to announce your merch. <laughs> All right. Dave's redeeming highlight messages. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, for episode 200, we're going to be having an interview with the one, the only Tashi. So yeah, long time coming. Um, like I said, never thought this was ever going to happen, especially to us. Um, so Yeah. Esports lead at 343, Tashi. We will be interviewing him um, just to give everybody a heads up. Um, just to give everybody a heads up on how this is going to play out. Uh, it's going to be like all of our other interviews that have taken place where it's going to be us talking with him. Um, it'll be pre-recorded, So it'll be released as a traditional episode, I guess you could say on all plat podcast platforms and YouTube. Um, and I also want to take this opportunity to say, if you guys have any questions for Tashi, please put them in the discord and uh, I will try to pick a couple and put them into there. If I don't already have them added. Um, and yeah, the, and for those who are unaware, the point of our interviews, the reason why one of the major reasons why we want to wanted to interview him is because we want to know more about him, right? Not just the HCS and the future of the HCS. We're going to get to all that. That'll be, excuse me, that'll be included. What he's able to talk about, right? And if he's not able to talk about something, he's not able to talk about something. But we want to focus on him too. Because he probably answers questions all the time about what the HCS is and all that stuff. We want to know about the man behind everything. And so... Justin wants to know full video or audio. We, I think we are planning full video. Yes. Full video and audio. Like I said, it'll be released on YouTube for the VOD uh, and podcast services everywhere for the audio. So 
I guess we'll give I'll give the notification now that there might not exactly be a live show next Monday due to trying to get this coordinated, get the episode edited and out. Yes. Um, but we we will be in uh, talks of when that next, I guess, 201 would release. Yes. So for those, just as a heads up, uh, the interview is going to be taking place on Sunday next week. Um, and Will needs to then edit it after the fact. So when we normally have episode 200 on that Monday, um, that obviously won't be taking place. More than, yeah, it won't be taking place. So there's that. And then Brian says, can you fix the hammer, please? Thanks. That's my question <laughs> for Tashi. Thanks. Awesome. Um, but yeah. Sounds good. Back to Sundays. No, it's not. The, the, no. the show is not going back to Sundays. The interview is taking place on Sunday night, our time. So we just won't have time to do anything. And Will's going to be editing on Monday. So we won't have a show on Monday, a normal show on Monday. But, uh, Dave says, I got him, boys. Fuck you, Dave. But yeah, episode 200. Breaking <laughs> HCS Pro Talk is moving back to Sundays. Guys, don't let the HCS fucking Intel ch- Twitter know about that. They're going to run with it. Going to be so cool. I We are really, yeah. really excited. I was, uh, I was, I was writing questions yesterday. Um, and... Yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really excited for this. Considering the amount of information that we have already from the designing the Halo Esports systems blogs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything that's come out in terms of Infinite so far, the delays of certain features with Infinite so far, whether or not that affects HCS stuff. Just, I'm really excited to hear from him on things that he can share. And just have a conversation with them. Sure. That's the thing. So yeah, it's going to be a fuck. It's going to be fucking awesome. Never in a million years. We're just two dudes. <laughs> We're just two fucking dudes who love this Dude, franchise. When we first, our first interview was with onset. It was. Yeah. Right? And I was like, go listen to it by the way. It's great. I was like mini panicking before the interview would be like, Oh my God, we're talking to someone. We're doing, we're doing this. Like, and I just remember us he's, he, we're like, thank you for being on with us. He's like, ah, oh, I'm just a, just another dude. And we're like, no, we're yeah. just dudes. Yeah. Like we're just, we're just the people I'm getting like that feeling is going to come back with Tashi. I know it. Oh yeah. And I mean, Wes, we did an interview with clutch and he works at three, four, three now. And yeah. it's, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. We we've, I mean, our Martin Ohms interview is probably our longest interview of all time. It was great. It was great. It was just great talking to Martin. We the Tony interview, the Saiyan interview, the Shyway interview. Just one of the interviews that we're not going to mention. Still had a fun time, <laughs> but you know, oh yeah, we did do that one. We did do that one. Um, Justin says that interview compared to the latest, you guys have come so far as podcasters. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I hope, I hope the questions that we ask in the Tashi interview can convey that progression as well. Uh, Zarner says, got to throw out a random woo during the interview though. I have something better than that. Lined up. (laughs) No, (laughs) you know what it is. 
Uh, okay. I get two a year. He said I get two a year. Two a year. Two a year. One will be in the interview. One has to be in the interview because he said that the one I sent in the DM doesn't count. That was the freebie. Okay. So I get two a year. Get excited. It came off the top of my head. (laughs) And your reaction was don't send that to him. (laughs) It was. And you're like, Hey, I'm not, I was going to say this, but Will said, no, You said you get two a year. Like, all right. You'll see. Dave says, wait, I missed it. Two a year? Oh, just something that I'm going to call him. Something I'm going to call him. So it can't be fuck, because that's like 200 an episode. I'm not going to say fuck you, Tashi. Why would I do that? Now somebody's going to clip that and take that out of context. Yeah, don't do that. Send that that to the HTS Leaks Twitter account. No. No. Oh, well, I'll probably say fuck a couple times on the interview, but not to him. Why the fuck would I do that? Um, we are an M-rated show, right? Mature. We are an explicit show. Or 18 plus, it I is, believe Twitch says, right? That, and then uh, it is explicit in iTunes. So, <coughs> if you don't know, you know. Oh. Just but, remember AGL, Raw Uncut Halo. <laughs> that sounds like some porn type shit. <coughs> We're on OnlyFans. Hey, great. You okay? Will's fucking dying. Uh, Maddie says, "Somebody." Hey, it's all good. Fuck it, we're live, baby. Maddie says, "Someone needs to start an HCS Pro Talk out of context series." No, that's that's just like, like Will said earlier. You, you, just imagine the type of shit that we'd say before we go live. It's fucking stupid. The amount, like, the stuff that we say before we go live, Will and I look at each other. We just start dying laughing because it's so fucking stupid. Yep. One of them was the loogie comment. It's so dumb. All right. Oh, I survived. You survived survive. the coughing fit. Sorry. I got bad real quick. It's all good. Good job. But yeah. Episode 200 will be the Tashi interview. And I am, dude, I, I love, I, I don't think I can state enough. And I truly, truly mean this. I don't think I can state this enough, how much I love what we do. Like, I love it. I love talking to you every single week. I love talking to you guys every single week. I love reading the comments, good or bad. I love interacting with everybody. I love how we have a great community on the discord and just, we can just shoot the shit. We can play games together. I love what we do and having the privilege to do and the honor to do these interviews with these people within the community. It's just, and when Tashi agreed to do one with us, it's, it could be taken as like, oh, it's just another guy scenario. But it, to us, it's never like that. It's never like that, regardless of who's on it. And I, I just can't wait. I can't wait to talk to him. I can't wait. If you guys have questions, please, again, post them in the Discord. I want to see what you guys have. And like, like Tashi said to us, let's keep the conversation going. Mm-hmm. Let's keep the conversation going. Mia says the week isn't complete without HCS Pro Talk. Thank you so much, Mia. And thank you for joining the community as well. 
Remember the Silos essays? I do remember the Silos essays back in the day. God, he made a fucking, he made a, was it a Google sheet or a Google doc? With, I forgot what the fucking context of it was. But man, the Silos essays. Holy shit. Zarn, I have some of those bookmarked. <laughs> yes. Silos essays were God tiers. They See, were. It's this type they of were. shit in this community. It's so awesome. Uh, Dave says, oh, I never say in the community play date this week. Well, luckily we're not there yet. So got please do. Go. Please do. Send it our way, please. Send me the DM in the Discord and I'll add it to the show notes. But yeah. You guys did Jackbox, right? They did. They did do Jackbox. I want to get in on one of those. I think a Jackbox is fucking awesome. It'd be good. It's just funny. It's just pure, pure fun and bliss. So uh I I went to a buddy's house Friday night mm-hmm. and I was trying to convince them to throw the stream up on the TV and we all join on Jackbox uh, as random people just to fuck with Dave. Oh no. But it yeah, they they weren't. You weren't having it, man. September 15th. Clear your calendars. Um, I love playing MCC Halo 1 with Silos just to hear how bad it is. So much fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, But, yeah. It, there, the last thing I want to say before we move on, before I hand it off to Will, if he wants to say anything else, too, is that I love and appreciate every single one of you guys. Especially Will. Like, especially Will. Without you, this show wouldn't be a thing. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I've gushed about you before. No, please don't. But I truly mean it. Please don't. This show wouldn't be what it is without you. Yes, I talk a lot. But the man behind the scenes on a lot of things is Will. Will has his hot takes as well. (laughs) Will gives me the death glares that I live for. That the community lives for. And like I said, the show wouldn't be what it is without you. No. No, it's all, I mean... You're you are the 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 talent in front of the camera. No, I'm the guy behind the scenes. Like I, I enjoy doing the the editing, the the setting up, all that. Josh is the the uh, the entertainer. I'm the level headed. Like I don't get excited like Josh does and yell into the mic and into the void for hours on end. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. So thank you too. I'm just the loud mouth. That's all it is. That's all I am. I'm just the loud mouth. But thank you for the kind words as well. And to everybody out there in the community, to everybody that listens, to everybody that watches, to everybody that's in the Discord, to everybody that's even sent us hate. Fuck you, by the way. Uh, Have we gotten much hate? I don't Well, I remember getting the couple, like, trash tier tweets sent our way. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I know. Haters going to hate. But in all seriousness... You guys are all fantastic, and also this show wouldn't be with what it is without you guys as well. You guys bringing your discussions to the Twitch chat, to Discord, Twitter, whatever it may be, having fun in the community playdates, just talking about your days, whatever's going good, whatever's going bad, just being together and having a good time and going through it all with one another. So know that I appreciate every single one of you. You're all welcome here, and... uh yeah, <laughs> on, to, on to many more. I just love it. Who sent hate? I'll fight them. Dave, I'll kill them. I could probably find it. I could probably <laughs> scoop it back up somewhere. Nah, I think no, I just muted them. We just don't need that. That's the beautiful part about muting people on Twitter is that they can keep screaming and we'll, they just have no idea. Yep. It's great. 
So there's that. But um, yeah, episode 200, the Tashi interview coming soon. Craziness. Fuck, it's right. <laughs> How fucking crazy is that? How far we've come. Oh, man. Just got to keep going. We're going to keep fucking going. We're going to keep going. Um, All right, Will. It's time for another game's watch. Yeah. Uncover Fracture, official map teaser for Valorant. Yeah, releases tomorrow. Oh, is that when the new season drops? Yeah, tomorrow or it might officially come out on Wednesday. I... So I did not watch any of the streamers play when they got early access to it. Yeah. But from the trailer, I love like the duality of it. Well, I just love the look of it. This might be weird weird to you. There's like four separate channels and all the defenders spawn in the middle. Whoa. So it's going to be weird. That is fucking crazy. Where do attackers spawn? I don't know. One in each quadrant. Well, they can take like zip lines between the quadrants wow. but you cannot once you're on a zip line you can only slow like oh. it, it just sends you you can't stop you can't oh. jump off it just sends you across Ooh, okay so oh it, and there's a there's a one way on each zip line so it's very interesting i'm gonna I, I can't wait to see how how that map needs to be played i sound like i'm having uninteresting sex oh 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 oh, oh. huh you, you know what that's like huh <laughs> <laughs> wow it just took a dig at me right there I'm sorry. holy shit i'm sorry <laughs> shots fired <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Atana's in the chat <laughs> shit i fucked up didn't you touch her butt or something isn't that isn't that <laughs> this show just got fucking way off the rails ladies and gentlemen it was at my reception. Yeah. Second reception. Second reception. I thought Vicky was behind me. Nope, it was Natana. Ladies and gentlemen. My wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they're laughing about it upstairs. This artist says, oh, I thought that was normal. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Mia just went at it. I'm unprovoked for no reason. Silas murder on stream. Natana, wait, I'm half paying attention. Wait, we need to, let's move this along, yeah, please. Okay, so the map looks funky. Quadrants and shit, zip yeah. lines. And I'm excited to play it. Whenever I fucking Are you going to gonna fucking play it? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I've been rolling on Valorant solo for so long. You have, and we'll get to Will's Adventures, too. Oh, Natana says she's cleaning the lasagna off the table. Will? Maybe if it wasn't stuck to the bottom of the pan, I could get it out of the pan. Yeah, fuck you, Stofers. <laughs> All right. Please, let's move on from that. Tim the Tapman joins YouTube Gaming, an exclusive deal by Max McKelly of Dot Esports. Uh, another major, major content creator, um, not just on Twitch, but also on YouTube, has multi million subs um, and on TikTok as well, diversifying the content spread. Uh, Tim has stated that like Dr. Lupo, one of the reasons why he made the move to YouTube is because his son is growing up right before his eyes. He wants to spend more time with his family. And it seems like YouTube is providing an avenue to do that. So congratulations, Tim. Um, And yeah, excited for your future. 
CDL Rustermania continues. Yeah. It's going to be a mess for a while. Oh, yeah. The LA Thieves. Well, actually, first, let's get to the Gorillas because the Gorillas have been confirmed as of today to include Slasher, Hook, Gunless, and Asim. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. But what's even more interesting is the potential LA Thieves roster, which might include, which is reported to include, from CDL Intel, Kenny, Draza, Octane, and Envoy. Um, Zarner says, all right, I got a roll. Congrats on the Tashi interview. Going to be awesome. Take it easy, y'all. Hey, Zarners, thank you for stopping by as always. One of the most positive people in this community. Love you, man. You have a great night as well. Um, but yeah. What do you think about that LA Thieves potential? One of the best, um, play- the best player from Seattle. Yeah. One of the best players from Optic. And then building a team around Kenny and Draza is what it seems like. I got to see him in action. I, I Yeah. The new game, it's, it's, you know, a new game every year is interesting. Stuff. Um, it's hard to conceptually see how each player is going to handle each game. So we'll go from there. We'll go from there. Um, with the, with the hook drama surrounding the space there, I'm anxious to see what happens with the gorillas. Yeah. I'm surprised he, after all that BS that kind of happened, I'm surprised he landed on the team. Um, we know Asim's good. Um, gunless and consistent. Uh, slasher, the LA Thieves scenario, uh, inconsistent. So we'll have to see there. But I loved Asim on, on uh, the subliners. Yeah. So. yeah. Asim's good. Asim's good. Josh is extra mushy tonight. I'm loving it. Good. <laughs> Will's gushy too. Don't just tell me. All right, Will. That's it for Cotton Other Games Watch. That it is. It's time for Will's Adventures with the Nailovers. Oh, God. He's getting close. Cotton Games too. Thanks. Will. Why well, play this what week? What you play this week? All right. We'll go through the list. <laughs> Played some <laughs> Destiny 2. Some? Yeah, some. Oh. A lot. I mean, a, a decent amount of Destiny 2. Okay. I was, like, for me, I played a lot. We played a lot that night. Yeah. The Thursday night, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like 182 or 3 now. D with the boys. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <sighs> um, I played some rock band. I went over to my buddy's Friday night. We had a full band. Well, almost a full band. We had a guitar, a drummer, and a singer nice and uh i got drunk i play game i play sang in front of everyone i play game i, I play, play sang game. i play sang <laughs> yep what uh okay i always ask this every time I play rock band what was the highlight what song was the what was the best song you think you played oh favorite uh, song you played um country road we didn't do that one fuck but i i nailed simple man by leonard skinner nice so that was a fun one nice the Skinnerd. The Skinnerd. Skinnerd. Yep. 
Justin uh, says in Destiny's uh, 1270, now I got to learn how to get higher. And yes, like I told you, Justin, powerfuls and pinnacles yep. are your only way to get more. That's where the real grind begins. And now you're going to be paying attention to weekly resets on Tuesdays. And you can also like you can also get random drops sometimes of a prime engram or yes, umbral, which you is, can but get it's random. You can't yes specifically get one. Primes are guaranteed to give you a higher boost. I don't think they're up to pinnacle level, but like I'm pretty sure they're they're guaranteed to get you something higher to get towards the the hard cap, um, or the powerful cap. And then umbrals can give you higher, but that's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, got it. Um, let's see. Played Valorant. I finished my battle pass. Nice. So that's done. So what rank are you? Are you still at? I'm still silver. I haven't played since I got that silver ranking. Okay. You just like keeping it right there. Yeah. Well, I I don't solo queue. Oh, rank. I, I don't I play. Blame you. I play with jo- I play with Joe. Yep. And he hasn't want since but he since we got both of us to silver. He's like I don't want to touch it. Like he's like we're good. So you're gonna go for but you're gonna go for higher in the the next, next one. Season. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Good idea. Um, see, so yeah, I played some Valorant, Tarkov, Tarkov, man. You've been, haven't been playing that in a while. No, um, I jumped on cause just didn't know what to do and it keeps crashing on me when I'm loading into a map. Um, and I know that I, I pulled up my, my stats when I did get into a map, it's using about 11 to 12 gigs of Ram just to run the freaking game. It's insane. Which is crazy. So I don't know what's going on there. It's frustrating. Might leave it alone. But I so I I got a few good runs in, sold a bunch of stuff. I bought a lucky scav junk box to put all my random crap in and tried to reorganize my stash. And I I have I have I feel like I don't have a lot of stuff. But I don't have a lot of room. It's because I don't have boxes on boxes on boxes like the people who <laughs> Do have boxes a lot. Box well, it is. It's like you get these like, um, like certain things can only go inside certain things, right? Like mm. you can't. So you need like a um, like a, th- what is it? What are they called? Like a thick case. That's what they literally call them. A thick case. Thick boy. And then that has like a certain amount of squares, and then you can put other cases inside the thick cases, that then have. It's like expanding your stash storage, right? Okay. So I don't have that. All my stuff's just in my stash, and it just is what it is. Um, and then Apex. Um, <laughs> this is what I put for notes on Apex. People are sweaty even in pub matches. Yeah, there are a lot of third partying going on, a lot of crazy things. Um, but I did. I won two games. I nice. Played, played Seer is both of them. Okay. And the next thing is, I won with a dick third teammate because me and Joe were playing. Now you're you're. Are you still only playing? The arenas, or you play? No, the this b- was BR. This is the BR. Okay, okay, cool. The BR. So we we jumped into some BR. Mm-hmm. One with the teammate, and he he was he was good, but like we were at a point where like we had come into we were rotating into the circle, and we came upon this area where two like we fought a team, and then we fought a second team that showed up, and we got the we got the kills, but there was like fucking like fifteen death boxes there. And I went through, and I needed to heal. So I went through, I looked through all the boxes, just grabbed heals real quick, yeah. healed up. And I started going through the boxes again. Now, at this top point, I had a bow and arrow, which is now in the game, and a close-range pump shotgun, basically. 
like the way it gets uh, shoot, reload, shoot, reload. So I decided to go through the boxes again, maybe pick up some goddamn different weapons, right? Mm-hmm. And this dude goes, I think you've gone through the boxes of nuts. Let's get fucking going or something like that. And he was like very like. Well, fucking excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. This dude kept like commentating on like all of like the things we were doing. Like, let's hurry. Let's go. Let's move. Move faster. Like, dude, I haven't played Apex VR in months. Like, just calm the fuck down. So, um, at the end, I would, like, I was just not listening to him the whole rest of the game. Like, he would go one way, I'd just go the other. Like, still be by the teammate enough, but, like, just, like, nah. Fuck this guy. Yeah, no, it's not. We ended up winning the game, but. A win's a win. The guy was. The guy sucked. And then I got, me and Joe got a win as a duo. Nice. Um. We just happened to get the better positioning at the end. The The storm was like moving in and we, where we first were, there was like a team up here mm-hmm. with some cover and we, it was a two, two V two V one. And we didn't know where the last one was. So we like rotated around this way to get some cover from the two over here. And we just waited for the circle these guys had to move in, found out after Joe got his scan as Bloodhound that the guy was actually underneath us in the building. Oh, shit. Okay. So then me as Seer, I threw down my, like, ultimate at the bottom there. Though, I don't know how the deaths rolled in, but we had the high ground, so I'm shooting down at the team of two. And I'm, like, shooting, and then I accidentally fall off the building. <laughs> I Fuck. fall on the floor. Yep. And Joe goes... You don't take fall damage. No, you don't. Okay. But Joe goes, oh, he's behind the truck. There's a truck out in the street. So I slide. I get the kill on the truck. And it's like, you're the champion. I'm like, wait, how, how did the other two people die? Like, I oh, had no shit. idea how they died, but they did. So That's crazy. Yeah, I was just trying to, like, I was just, like, freaking out. Like, oh, my God, I fell. And just trying to right. get somewhere. And then you kill the guy behind the truck and you just win. Yeah. That's crazy. So, that was good. One, one or a couple Apex uh, BRs. That it, there, was a lot, there was a lot of pain in trying to do that, like, Oh, yeah. Dying instantly round after round after round because a lot of teams are just sweaty and aggressive. It's the BR. But, yeah. If there's one thing I'll say is while I'm not a huge fan of Battle Royale games, uh, there is nothing like that feeling of winning one. Yeah. It's really a feeling that's just set uh, above the rest in terms of video game, like, memorable moments. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, there were 60 other players in this lobby, and we beat them all. You beat or them all. 58 other players, and we, yep. we won. You have third-party situations. It's like there's so many factors that can go into, a, uh, like, in a BR match. Yep. And the fact that you won that, there's no there's no feeling like it. And the, sometimes, you know, you could be a better player, but if you don't have the right loot, Oh, someone else has, so you're going to get destroyed. It kind of yep. comes down to some of that RNG at times, too, or knowing if you don't have the the weapons, how to rotate or get out to get something, you know? Right. Absolutely. There was plenty of times Joe and I in that match, we take shots at a team mm-hmm. and then we just run away. Like you run away. Cause now with apex, I don't know if you know this, but there's no longer, um, like not all the shields are on the ground anymore. If you have like a, a white shield, you have a white shield when you start, when you land now, Oh, okay. And if you do a certain amount of damage, it upgrades to a blue shield. You do a oh, certain shit. amount more damage, it upgrades. So there's times oh. where sitting back and popping shots at teams helps you upgrade your shield. That's crazy. So I did not know that. Yeah. I knew you of, I knew you spawned with the white shield, but mm-hmm. I thought you still had to pick up 
other ones. Yeah, and sometimes you do, you know, you, right, have, you can loot them. You can find a purple shield on the floor, yeah. but to get that gold or the red even means you did a lot of damage. Damage is the only way to get the red shield, yep. says Dave. Yep, there can be gold in the like loot cave, right? If you have the if you find the vault key. But um yeah, the red is the only way is by damage. So there's a red shield. Yeah, which is the highest tier. Okay, because I thought gold was the highest. Not anymore. Wow, that's crazy. So, something even higher than that. Man, it's crazy. Awesome. That sounds rad. Speaking on that, the game I think Joe and I won, we only had purple shields going into that final circle, and the team across had one red, one gold. So just having positioning was that much of an advantage for us. That's awesome. That game so. just feels so good to play, too. The shooting, the movement. Man. It's, it's funny. When you take the Titanfall formula and expand upon it, because yeah. Titanfall was fucking phenomenal. Gold cannot turn into red. It's a nice balance idea. Huh. That's cool. Uh, so gold, if you have a purple, it goes to red. red. But, so red is 125, but if you have a gold, you can't get that up to. Interesting. Good to know. That's cool. I should redownload that game. That game's fun. I had a lot of fun playing it back back in the day. So It's... There's a, there's a there was a getting the wins was rewarding, but there was a lot of like I want to put my face into my desk right now. Sure, <laughs> moments. Sure, but anyway, I understand that. What about you? What did you play? I played two games primarily, uh, Destiny Two. Um, I'm it when I have time, I'm trying to get in there more. Um, I think I'm at twelve eighty eight right now. Okay, yeah. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun. It's just, I, I will say it till the day I die. I think the shooting in that game is some of the best in any shooter ever. And it always keeps me coming back for more. Um, I love the balance tweaks that they're making to guns. I, I like how they're making fusions more viable. Um, I want to get the Vax Smith class because I've never gotten one even in D1. And apparently it's just stupidly good now. Oh, is that the, it's the raid exotic for vault of glass. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a fusion. But the funny part is, is that it doesn't use special ammo, so it's unlimited ammo. That should not be a thing. But just think about how fucking cool that is. Yeah. Uh, from funny. a PvE perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I'm all about the... I, I, Joe and I, when Joe and I played yeah. Destiny 2, uh, we, we played it after we played that Thursday night, and we only do PvP. Yep. That gives me my PvP fix. Um. And we did run into some bullshit matches where, like, because Joe, Joe doesn't grind it. He just likes playing the PvP. Yeah. He doesn't grind Destiny for Destiny. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't have, I mean, he's still, like, light level, like, 1,000, 1,100, something like that. And he's using, he's still using blue weapons in PvP. And I mean, hey, it's, some of them are not bad. No, no, no. Because, um, but, yeah, anyway, we run, there's times we run into teams with the exotics and the craziness that oh, we yeah. just can't compete against because we don't have the weapons. And like, I pulled out my chaperone after we, a team was using it against us and things like that. But it's still just, it sucks that we don't have those options. Cause we don't grind the whole game. Like, Oh no, do I PvP. completely, completely understand. That's why like there can't be a destiny competitive cause there's no starting. Like it'll never be an esport per se, because there's no, balance it's just whatever you have gained there's no equal footing yep when you start the game you can say trials is the closest thing but that's not even right you don't have fair starts 
No, not always. Um, but yeah, I'm, I just love, I love playing that game. I just, I still love playing that game. I, the loop while monotonous and grindy, it can feel, uh, I just, I love the way that game for lack of a better word feels. I think the shooting is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dave says, I would argue it could because of that. Wow. Has an esport. Yeah. I just, there's a reason why I personally don't play destiny PVP is because of the uncertainty of what you're going to be playing against. And that's kind of what I've gone. I've, I've had to change my mindset into, cause I am really competitive when we play. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just had to change my mindset. It's like, it's just like, Oh, well it's just, at least I'm making progress towards getting light. Right. And that's, that's the way I looked at it when playing with you guys, when we play together, right? It is I, frustrating, but I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to, um, like you were talking about in Valorant, I'm not going to solo queue in destiny PVP. Sure. Like I'll wait to play with friends because at least I'm playing with friends then, you know, you can run together. You can talk to one another. It's a lot easier to get through a game and have fun playing the game. Um, and that's why like, I, I'm not even a gambit guy, but playing gambit with you guys that night. Um, and oh. Dave is like, Dave, you go, you go through the portal every time. Fucking have fun. Yeah. Do it up. We'll just hang back. We'll kill people. It'll be great. That was some, probably the most fun I've had in gambit in a long time. Yeah. It was, it was genuinely a good time. Um, Mia says, I think WoW is an eSport because it's WoW. It's one of the biggest gaming uh, IPs ever made, so it's probably had an eSport for the sake of it because it generates a lot of money. Yeah, um, you can see that. And Dave says, sometimes the story hits. I'm liking this new chapter, Marasov. Yeah, dude, it's that's the thing too, is that, I mean, the second game that I played, I want to put more emphasis on the story, but it, I do like this more ar- overarching narrative that's blending between seasons and is leading up to this big moment with the Witch Queen for the next expansion, so... Um, I do wish we had more of it. Don't get me wrong. We'll get there. We will. We will. And that's awesome. Um, but I will say, I like how, uh, especially with the season being longer, they're giving you every reset is a new story, uh, story segment to complete, to get a little bit more of the backstory of what's going on between Marasav and Savathun and all that shit. So, and another part to the exotic quest, so on and so forth. Um, looking forward to it. The second game that I played, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I finally, finally completed the first major major expansion called Heaven's Ward. Um, this isn't an ad, but I will say if you have not played Final Fantasy fourteen, um, it is a it is free to play one hundred percent up to and through the first expansion of Heaven's Ward up to level 60. So like you cap out level 60, but the expansion goes through level 60, right? Um, so if you haven't played it and you wanted to play it, you can do that. Just know if you buy any other expansion, if you, if you do that, you have to pay monthly from that point forward. So unless you don't want to pay monthly, just start the starter trial or whatever it is. Stay on that. You can play all the way through heaven's word. The reason why I'm mentioning that again, it's not an ad is because heaven's ward. It's really true. What everybody says. And I hate that this is an excuse. Everybody says that you have to trudge your way through a realm reborn, which is the base final fantasy 14 game. You have to trudge through it to get to heaven's ward. And when you get to heaven's ward, the game gets a lot better. It is 100% true. Heaven's ward was phenomenal. 
And I don't just mean that in the Final Fantasy story. I mean that generally. Like the story in Heavensward, not just from a Final Fantasy perspective, was really fucking good. And uh, it just really sucks that you don't have to trudge through a Realm Reborn. You can buy a skip. But again, it's also true that you really shouldn't buy the skip because you're skipping gameplay and and also you're skipping a lot of story beats that pick up in Heaven's Ward. Um, but yeah, like I said, not an ad, but I am digging, digging FF14. Um, so right now I'm just working on Heaven's Ward patch content and going into uh, Stormblood, I think is what the next expansion is. So it's a good time. If you're looking for an MMO to play, the base game up and through the first expansion is free. Give it a shot. That's what I'll say. Well, that's all I played. Let's get into some shout-outs. Shout-out to everyone who joined the Community Playdate from Dave. He states, Playdate was uh, Josh, not me, uh, Silos, Shot, and Dave. Played Jackbox game for the whole Playdate. Died a lot. Uh, died to a lot of bombs Wednesdays. Am I right? Stop, drop, cut it off. I don't know what that meant, but I included it. So there you go. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. We had uh, dark Shogun from previously fat boy, slim, great name again. Um, and Haas with the follows. And then we, with the subs, we had the gifted sub from Eric to Martin, um, Davey wavy with the resub and Zarners with the resub as well. Thank you all so, so, so very much. Congratulations to uh, Faisal Khan Goofy on joining Esports Engine as Program Operations Manager. Congratulations to you, good sir. Uh, congratulations to Eco on his marriage. That's fucking dope. And also congratulations to Chris Puckett on the baby announcement. Pregnancy announcement. Babies to come, but you know. Regardless, congratulations. That's fucking rad. Wishing you guys the best. Um, and yeah, that's just super exciting. All these Halo people just growing up. <laughs> um, community creations, Halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Clips of the week number 121 by Hot Tech Reddit. You can go check out that YouTube video. Untold Scuff House Stories, Aaron Ace Elam, the Eavesdrop Podcast, episode 105. Check out that podcast. And also you should check out the friends over at the DXR podcast, Shirzy One and Gaskin. Their episode three is out right now. Spotify, Twitch VOD as well. And uh, it's with Buck 20. I got it right this time. Nice. <clears throat> Buck 20. Nice. And also they talked to um, one of the folks over at Fanatic, if I'm not mistaken, about their involvement with the HCS. Cool. So please go listen to that episode or watch it or both. You could do always, you could always do both. Will, that's all I got on this nearly three hour episode. Way too long. Um, it was fun though. It's way too long. It was fun though. Right. That's great. I'll beat him into submission later. It's fine. Talk about it. Um, <laughs> Will, without further ado, yeah, please plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Ah!
Ah, Pocket Cast. We're live on Twitch. If you didn't know that, that's why that's where all the people we're talking to are coming from. Come check us out there. Join the Discord. Join the community discussion. You can find us on social media. Just search for HES Pro Talk. We have uh, our own website, HESProTalk.com, where you can find the link to our merch in the top right corner. But not, not Noob Combo. Not Noob Combo, because fuck Maddie. No, just kidding. <laughs> we love you, Maddie. Fuck you, Maddie. Don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. Make sure to check out HaloPodcast.com, your home for Halo. If you want lore missions, books, blocks, and top Halo news stories, go check out all their shows titled Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Book Club, Builds with Blocks, and Halo Headlines. And if you want to check out our segment Inside HCS for the previous month, that's also in their show. Which, do you know which one they put it in? Their uh, Podcast Evolved Podcast show. Evolved. So that's yeah. what I thought. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I just I, I spaced on it. Wanted to make sure. It's okay. And if you want to check out their segment in our show called map legends. You can check that out as well. They're working on one right now. Spoiler alert. It's for the pit. You like the pit. And if you don't like the pit, fuck you because that map's great. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, we told everyone what's on the next episode. We should, uh, I want to get that out of the show notes though. Oh, okay. in case anyone who's listening goes back and looks and they, uh, you know, I don't, if they're listening to the show and they pull up the show notes while they're listening through the show, I don't want them to see that. Oh, and they don't want like, to get spoiled. Spoiled, yeah. Spoiled after the spoiler. Yeah, yeah. I love it. We'll just leave Fine it. with me. Uh, Justin says, happy I can make it for uh, for that announcement. Congrats, guys. 200 is huge. It's fucking massive, bro. And Sal says, LOL, love the enthusiasm this time. Will just brings the heat, baby. Sometimes you bring the fucking heat. I think I still got the G fuel flowing through my veins. <laughs> and now you're drinking a cherry Coke zero. Not Caffeine at nine 30 at night. Let's go baby. Ready to party. Jeez, we need some Adger WK in here. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, shall we close it out? Please. <laughs> all right, let's go for another uh, half hour. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is good to do it for episode 199 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. I want to thank you very much for watching. Um, we'll be back. Uh, well, we, we we are not going to be back next week on Monday, but you will have an episode next week. It's going to be our 200th. It's going to be our Tashi interview, and we can't wait for you to hear it. It's going to be a great time. Guys, we'll be back. Uh, after that, yeah, <laughs> with episode two hundred one, but um, until then, we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Until then. <laughs>